I never trust a little kid in a suit. No, if you I see mean, a little no. kid in a suit, they're not as qualified as they pretend to be. Welcome to Table Stop. This is a podcast where four best friends talk about board games, video games, and just a bunch of other random bullshit. I'm Dan. I'm Ritter. I'm Rainy. And I'm Kyle. We're four best friends that just love talking about random shit. We're here to talk about the kind of games that we're doing right now in our lives, mostly video game and board game related, but we're also going to talk about all our other interests that we're currently involved in, and uh, typically they may or may not be related to board games or video games, so yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure, there's your there's your warning. Yeah. Also, uh, there's going to be a heavy, heavy shark porn theme in this episode. No. Absolutely. There Gotta will be uh, a lot of unironic actual Shrek standing, so if you're here for Shrek memes I don't even know and what you're that a meant. fake Shrek fan, you can get the fuck out of here. Oh, jeez. We'll fight you fake Shrek fans. I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm Shrek neutral. You tell me the order <laughs> of your favorite four Shrek movies, and if the fourth one is your number four, get the fuck out of here, because it's obviously better than the third one, you fake Shrek fan. What, what one did you make me watch? I don't even remember. I made you watch the first and the second one. It was the We're second. watching them in order. Okay. So gang, I can... gang, bring it in. Bring it gang, in, guys. Gang. We're two minutes into this podcast. You've already alienated, like... <laughs> Three of our grandparents that are watching us. I'm sorry. My grandparents are not watching this. My grandparents can't watch this. Most of mine are dead. Oh, so no one can watch this. <laughs> wow. Oh, all right. Dead grandparent joke in the first and... fight. Oh, minutes. I didn't realize it was the dead thing. Kyle's got all four of his grandparents. Oh, no. Yeah, I, 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 that's, that's where I was going. Oh. I was going for that dark humor. Oh. I'm kind of the bad boy of this podcast. Oh, bad boy. Man, sad parent stuff. I told some Kyle Kyle some stuff about my childhood yesterday that I even know was sad until he just looked heartbroken like I just kicked a puppy in front of him. And I was like, hmm, maybe that was a little fucked up. Yeah. That's it. That's a good one. Good story. (laughs) Good story. Sometimes you don't think it be like it is, but it do. Sometimes it be like that. So, to get on to this video game, board game kind of track, uh, before Kyle and I came here today, we played one of the missions on Anthem, which, by the way, beat the main story in three days, and now I'm max 30, and I can't really do much of anything. I'm just trying to get better to where I can play hard mode without dying, despite being level 30. But um, right now, Kyle and I are making our way through the uh, the uh, missions with Matthias that were like in the demo that they released. Kyle uh, is making his way through those so that we can continue on the main story. You know, the one where he splits. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, is there a level harder than hard? Oh my god, yeah. There's like hard, and then there's like expert, and there's grrandmaster 1, 2, and 3. So it goes from easy, medium, hard, and then grandmaster 1, 2, and 3. That's oh, the, the so there's not an expert. So, yeah, yeah uh, there's grandmaster 1, 2, and 3, and apparently grandmaster 3 is like insane. Like, my my like dude is probably like... Around 402, I think, like 402 in like, like uh, item power level. with all this stuff. Yeah. It recommends you're at least 500 to even think about looking at Grandmaster 3. And that's purely by loot drops is the only way that you're going to get higher numbers. Yeah, I've got a few Masterwork uh, like guns right now. I haven't got any other Masterwork stuff. I don't even know if anything else comes in Masterwork, but if you want to get like any of that legendary stuff, you kind of have to do like Grandmaster. See, I can understand where it becomes a DPS race because you have limited ammo. 
Because I've tried to fight things that are out of my level range before, and the way that I know I'm not ready to fight them is I run out of ammunition. Well, it's mainly, it's ability-focused like the entire game is, so if you run out of ammunition, you have to kind of rely on your abilities at that point. Yeah, I don't really worry about ammo, because as a storm, I have all that lightning and ice stuff, so ammo's really just something I use while I'm waiting for my other powers to recharge, like cool down. Actually, well, I was playing Ranger, and I had the rocket and a grenade, and those did like 100 and 200 damage, and that was like it. So it was not very high damage. And of course, every bullet out of like an SMG was doing like 20. So it was at least an upgrade from that. Once yeah. you get to the point where you can actually like make builds that combo off of one, like the abilities that combo off of one another, you can you do a lot more damage. With then your this abilities. is all in free play. And I don't know if you're like supposed to solo these things out here, but like in free play, I've seen one other person like at max. Mm. I never see other people in free play. Yeah, I don't really interact with other people in free play either. Um, I mostly just will go in there with Kyle or something like that. I have a big issue where 90% of the time I go into free play, I end up, like, server disconnecting and losing all the loot that I got, which is a problem I imagine that they'll be working on. I've noticed I have a couple bugs with it. Like, uh, the Matthiases are split into three at this point for me, but there's always, always a little blip on my map that says Matthias wants to talk to me. Spoiler alert, by the way. And it won't go... Oh. It's on the demo. <laughs> well, no, not everybody's that, the demo. The only thing I'm bringing up is the demo thing. That just uh, that's the only mission I'll actually like, like specifically like mention because that was in the demo. Whatever, but uh, it constantly is saying now that I need to talk to Matthias, and every time I even get near to the building where they're all three standing in, it disappears, and I'm like, okay. And I have that with another NPC as well, where it says I need to talk to them, and then when I get near them, it disappears, and they're just standing there, and they're like, what the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> and so I can't even speak to them. So I'm hoping that they will fix a couple of those bugs as time goes on, because right now that's uh, really my main issue with the game. I don't like doing free play because I usually lose all my loot, and uh, it won't let me talk to a couple people. Lame. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing I ran into. I ran a mission three times, and the third time it finally counted and gave me all my stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the game overall right now, but it, it does have its issues they need to fix, and the content's kind of lacking at the moment, like... Like she just said, she beat the game in like three days. I did. Kind of hit the level cap, and mm. all you can do is really grind the dungeons over and over at that point. But I'm not going to give anything away, of course. But the after you do the main mission, it alludes to like a big new arc coming up. Uh, and there's supposed to be an Act 1 coming out in March already. So that's supposed to add a whole new arc to it, I'm pretty sure. So with Act 1 coming out so soon, it's basically like another big part to the game. So I'm not too upset by it. Right now, it's just a good time to kind of play with everyone and Kyle's real behind me because I marathoned it in like a weekend while he was doing other stuff. Yeah, I'm still trying to catch up. So he's only level like 20 so it's a good time to like kind of beef him up and I just accompany him with missions. That last message I sent you guys saying uh, that the mission that I went through is the last time I played it. So I just haven't been on I've been playing uh, Final Fantasy 14 picked that up again. So those almonds. Yeah, I have no idea what any of those games are about, by the way. There's 14 of them. I don't know what a single one of them is about. None of them deal with any other. Exactly. Mm. Except for, like, the 10 twos, uh, 14-2s. There's no 14-2. I thought there was 14. No, 13. 14's the MO. 13 has, like, five. Yeah. There's 13, 13 13-2, 13 lightning returns, and then I think another 13 somehow. Is it the dude with the bird in his hair? Does he return? I have Where did no go? idea. I I know who you mean because I've played like a couple hours of the first one. Uh, I don't 
know if he appears in the second because I haven't played it. I might own it. I don't know. Steam Steam's funny like that. This could be a weird question, but was 13 good? Because I remember being kind of interested in it, but everybody was like, oh, it's just a hallway. The whole game's just a hallway. I mean, it's not 7. It's not even 8. It's certainly not 4. Is it 10? Because I love it's... me some 10. The battle system's weird. Is it is it where they were trying to do that live action thing where like instead of it being turn based like uh like twelve was, well it's it's active time battle yeah so whenever your turn comes up you attack fine, but you have so many roles that the person fits into like you had sentinel you had healer and you had DPS those are I, I remember sentinel clearly and I don't remember what the other ones are called, uh, and I think there was leader I think there was like four of them or something like that and. If you go into a fight and you didn't have a sentinel, you were just going to die. That's just the way that it was. Like, that you had to have somebody tanking things. So it kind of made it so that you had to have a balanced party, but it just did things in a kind of an odd way. And if you didn't have a healer, then you, you just constantly had to be swapping around because your party changes so rapidly. Like, party members just leave and get up and split. Like, after you get out of tutorial land, I'm pretty sure half your party splits. And you get, like, the guy with the bird in his hair goes one way with the weird chick and uh, Lightning and that kid Hope, like, go another way. Kid Hope? Yeah, I I think his name's Hope. He's got a boomerang. It's a cool boomerang. Okay. Real talk, though. You play 10, right? I have. I beat 10. Who was your party? Who were your mains? I used everyone. Because that's what I do. That's so good. I I get, yeah. All right. I had Titus and I had Orin. Yeah. And then I switched out Uni to uh, Lulu if I needed some black magic or or walk if I needed to do air. I wanted to get into, uh, what's her face? Uh, chick. Riku. Bonnie. Riku. I wanted to get into Riku because I like the whole Gamani thing. Yeah. But I just, I, I don't know. I, I just liked, I just like big boys doing big damage. There's that mechanic that they carry over into Bravely Default of like combining items to do a cool thing. I think they call him an alchemist or whatever in Bravely Default. But yeah, whatever Riku's character type fulfills is neat. So I had them all at a good level, and I'm pretty sure I would bounce between a Titus Waka Uni party and then Oren Lulu Riku party. R.I.P. I never Kamari. used Kamari. Kamari has I some weird things. He's the blue mage. He's supposed to copy enemy abilities, yeah. and if you don't get the enemy abilities, he's kind of lackluster. So you kind of have to throw him in when you're grinding out levels. It, it's the enemy skill thing in Final Fantasy VII. It's just not my favorite thing to do. That being said, I have not played uh, have not played Blue Mage in Final Fantasy fourteen, even though they just put it out. So maybe my opinion will slightly change of that out of that. Blue Mage. Are the Final Fantasy still turn based, or is that long long gone? Uh, fifteen was not. Oh, okay, because that was the main reason why I haven't really played them because turn based RPGs I can't really play them. That much. I don't think twelve was either. Twelve had that had that active system. Right. Twelve was really good though. Ten is turn based, and then ten two throws it out for active time battle. Which I don't know why. R.I.P. Ten Two. God, that game had. I don't know. That game let me down. I have played like five minutes. Have you tried to get the perfect? Okay, so I tried to get the perfect ending, right? Yeah. And it's ridiculous. Right. You, you have. To... I played the opening like five times because it says to get the perfect ending, you have to talk to this dude in a Moogle suit, right? Yes, 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 yes. So I'm looking around. I'm like, there's no fool in a Moogle suit here, and then you find him. He's crouched He's... over in a ball behind some boxes <laughs> that you're supposed to know and talking to him gets you a percent of completion i got like 30 percent through that game trying to 100 percent it did not do i was like okay uni and titus's love story is not this important to me i don't i don't care he can continue 
continue He's just his holding thing. his breath, too. Did you get to that part of the thing where Uni's like, I'm up to five minutes holding my breath now. How? Is that possible? No! Three minutes, you die! Let me, wait, let wait, me Google that. So, did you say love story? Can you date people in this game? No, there's like it's, a preset love story between the It's the, the canonical... I gotta be real it's with you. If you can have, like, dating in a game, that upset, like, 100% to me. Like, that's my one complaint about Anthem. I can't date any of the pretty girls. What's up with that? Can hey, I make you can date Mass Effect. I've been trying to get you played Anthem, that for a while. what's up with that? Give me a pretty girlfriend. You got a PS4, right? I do have a PS4. Persona 5. Oh, yeah. Right now, I've been playing a lot of Monster Prom uh, on my computer, which is a lot of fun. Date a cool monster. Uh, I got rejected by the robot character. That was a pretty big low in my life, that I was rejected literally just by a robot. <laughs> He's just like an old computer. It was rough. It was Lame. a rough time. I asked him to prom, and he just went, uh, formulating excuse goodbye, and left. Wow. I was like, oh. So what, do you have to have smarts for him or something? Uh, see, that's what I thought. I went in there, and I was like, I'm going to boost my smarts. He's an intelligent dude. He's literally a robot. That's all he's going to care about. I'm going to boost it. And then, like, most of his responses, like, you had to have high charm and high, like, uh, creativity for. And I was like, come on, dude. So I imagine I'll try it again at some point when my ego has uh, healed over from being rejected by a robot. And I'll actually kind of put more into charm and creativity. It's just... What about Stardew Valley? <laughs> you know, Stardew I haven't Valley. played that, but uh, Hannah, our good friend Hannah, uh, Ritter's girlfriend. Hi. Uh, he, Ritter, you dog! It? Ritter, you dog! I do, what? <laughs> yeah, enough. All right. The, Stardew. Uh, Seesh. Seesh. She played it, and uh, can I say her strategy was to try to give people things that they didn't want. She was just like slamming gifts on them, and they were like, I don't want this. And she was like, too fucking bad. And uh, then she went to, like, the big harvest dance or whatever is in it, and not a single person would even dance with her. Like, they all were just like, oh, uh, actually, I'd rather just stand here alone. And uh, she got so upset, she hasn't played it since. <laughs> so I haven't played it, but she did, and she did awful. See, I think you can brute force Harvest Moon like that. You just give dudes a piece of grass that you picked up off the ground, and they'll be like, oh, hey, Here's thanks. And eventually it'll work. Stardew she Valley just... has a weird chart where, like, there's a lot of things that will be neutral that won't raise the relationship level. There's well, a couple there's of, like, key items that that dude or, or lady dude loves. Mm -hmm. And a couple of items that dude or lady dude hates. Yeah, there's, like, a fancy dude that she was, like, obsessed with because he was so fancy. Living by, like, the the sea. Yeah, and she Sebastian. Was constantly, she was constantly just trying to give him seashells. And he was like, I don't want seashells. I live by the sea. And she was like, okay, but... How about two seashells? <laughs> and he's Wait, like, no. Can I change your mind with three seashells? Yeah, she just kept throwing seashells Have you seen these things? They're crazy. He just looks out his front door and his yard is just an ocean yeah, with just seashells. Like, he's just, I don't want these seashells. She's like, but you live by the sea. You must love seashells. He's like, I live by the sea. Seashells are literally everywhere. Please leave me alone. It, you it makes crazy sense. girl. There's a whole wiki that it's like, yo, you want to date that sea dude? Here's all the things that he loves. See, that's definitely shit I take the time to look up. Like, uh, Fallout 4, I've been dating that sweet girl Piper. Uh, since the moment I met her, I was like, you must be mine. I was, like, obsessed with her. I was in love with her instantly. And uh, got her as my girlfriend uh, through a lot of work. I had <laughs> I quick saved and reloaded asking her out 24 <laughs> times before she finally said yes. 
like it's like a small percentage that she'll say yes to going out with you so i just kept reloading over and over and over <laughs> until she was like i do love you and i was like yeah, yeah baby Piper. but uh she hates stealing so even though i am the most chaotic thief ever when it comes to playing <laughs> games I won't. It's the biggest, like... Just send her away. Just like, hey, Piper, go over there. Is that a rabbit the over there? It's the biggest self-control thing <laughs> yeah. ever, because I'm just like, I want this, but Piper's watching, and I just slowly pull away from it. I'm like, I can't, I can't steal in front of my girlfriend. She'll get upset. She'll get upset. <laughs> she don't like that. She don't like that. Why She's a noble girl. Why didn't you find the girlfriend who likes stealing? They're because Kate, Piper's so right? good. Her personality's so sweet. I mean, she's like she's like one of those hard-hitting journalists that wants to bring the truth to the people. And she's all about dismantling corruption, being awesome. And she's so cool. And she's get out there. And she's like, I don't care if you hate me. Here's the truth. And I was like, wow, I'm in love. So I can't steal. I'm not allowed. Fair enough. Fair enough. Such a moral compass. You do what you do for love. Indeed. I would do anything no. for... No! Stop! Stop. <laughs> no. Just cut that out right now. Out. <laughs> All right. But I won't do that. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know that song. Who sings that? Meatloaf. Okay, keep it that way. <laughs> Ooh, dang. Sick I burn. need some ointment for that third degree of burn. Right. Okay, so what game have you been playing, Kyle, other than Anthem? Other Three, than two, Anthem. one, go. Um... <laughs> Oh, oh uh, well, too much pressure. Recently played through Hollow Knight. Okay, there you go. Yeah, oh, man. Hollow Knight was did so you, good. Did you beat it? I beat it. I got the bad ending. I, I wanted to go through and get like all the unlocks to get the good endings and like actually fight all the bosses. Kyle's notorious for getting the bad ending of like every fucking game we play ever. He never gets a good ending. We played Ib, which is like a super old kind of like a horror game that you can get on your PC for free. Good game, by the way. Uh, multiple endings. He got the worst one in that. We played Until Dawn. At the very last moment, he killed, like, four out of the six people and got a really bad ending in that. Still so, not the worst. Uh, not, not the worst, the worst but the he best. does... He's notorious for getting bad endings. Can everyone die in a is sidebar quickly? Oh, sidebar. Absolutely. Can everyone on? Yeah. You absolutely. just have an ending where everyone's dead. Oh, yeah. Everybody can die. You can kill every single person. There are a couple characters that are important, so they can't die till like, close to the very end. Like uh, Mike and that, oh, my God, that one blonde bitch that takes, like, a really weird bath. Um, oh. Anyway, she can't, yeah, you know, the obligatory scene with that or whatever. But uh, Never played it, so. Oh, well, yeah, they, I, they can't die until really close to the end because they're, like, the two main characters you play the most. So you can't but just speedrun can it and kill everyone yeah. in the car. <laughs> it would take a little there. work to speedrun it, for sure. Right. There's only, like, so many instances where they can die. Oh, hey, anyway, back to Hollow Knight. Yes, back to Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight what? Oh, this. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, I got a real, I, I got this real bad habit where it's like, oh, man, this is the best game ever, like I did with Hollow Knight. Yeah. I put, like, Five six hours, get a couple bosses in, and then I kind of I kind of fell out and forgot. Well, what, you didn't beat the game. I didn't. Really? I don't beat games. I'm real bad at beating games. Oh man, it's so good though. Talk to me about Persona Five, real yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's on like all. He's like last dungeon. It's like I'm gonna stop it here. Oh, I just get distracted. There's too many games. There are there are way games. too many games. There are way too many games. Game too makers, games? game makers, bring it in. Hey hey, game makers, stop. Stop making so many games. Don't listen to him. Keep making games. Please. Exactly. Hey, There's too many games. Please. Game makers, can we just take a year off so we can like catch up? Maybe just no, like no, we good. Game makers, can you pay my pay my rent so I can just play games? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Love you. Appreciate <laughs> it. But no, I really liked everything about Hollow Knight. I liked the art style. I liked the enemies. I liked like the Dark Souls esque 
You want the story? You figure it out. You yeah, want the yeah. story? Go get it. Wasn't, it. <laughs> it wasn't buried under like a wall of text for like a lot of other games, like <laughs> Destiny and Dark Souls. You didn't have to read like item descriptions. Yeah, you, there was like some stone tablets every once in a while that you read, but for the most part, it was like you see this giant statue and it's in the shape of like a Hollow Knight or something like that. Like, oh, what happened here? And there's like claw marks and and you just kind of piece together the story out of the environment. Because I, I learned that they actually made the game and made all the art in the environment and stuff like that. And then made a lore around that. That's awesome. And then officially said that there's no lore to the game. It's just whatever your interpretation of the environment is. And that's just so cool to me. That's my favorite kind of thing. Like, uh, there's this... They call it a walking simulator. Uh, but, like, this indie game called... Uh, what was it called? Gone Home? Gone Home? Gone Home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, where you just play this, like, girl coming home from college in 1995. And then there's no one in the house. I was born that year. That's gross. <laughs> No, I got okay. I got I got trophies no. from Little League that year. <laughs> you didn't do Little League. Quit I did lying. Little League. I, you don't know no. how to ball. I had okay. I had sports glasses that were they like make these. You wear sport glasses? No, I wanted them because I thought I saw a basketball player on a basketball card one time wear them, and I was like a wee lad, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. But they were just basically safety glasses with my prescription in it and a headband. Aww. I was so cool. Anyway. <laughs> I had lots of lore with Dan. Dan did a sport. I did. I did little did league sport for a couple of years. It was boring. I think I, I I sat out in the the outfield and picked grass, Aww. and then they made me a catcher. I wasn't good at it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what happened in 1994? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's this it's this game where where you come home from college and there's nothing telling you. There's no like tutorial going. Oh man, you're just home from college, but no one's home. This is weird. So you kind of just explore the house and, like, the environments themselves tell you the story. Like, you go into your dad's study and, like, you see, like, a, a piece of copy that he's writing because he's a copy editor now. But then you find a book and you're like, oh, that's my dad's name on it. Okay, he must have wrote this. I don't know. It's just – I'm not explaining it very well, but it does a really good job explaining the backstory of all the other characters that aren't – actually in the game through the environment without just like throwing it in your face with like exposition and stuff story through subtext games like that i love those so much yes except when it's like too vague like it's it's a really sweet spot you have to find where it's like open to interpretation but not literally so vague where you're like what the fuck is even like happening right now because i played like an indie game on the pc and it was so bad i i couldn't tell you the name if i tried some weird thing about a big bird and war and something. Bird war. But I gotta be honest, I left the game and I just was like, what? I like Googled stuff. Like, what What was this? I literally Googled what was this game about? Because <laughs> I had no idea what was even happening with it. And 90% of the people were just going, hey, what What was that about? I don't, I don't know what happened. Like, the game creator even came out and was like, we don't know. And I was like, why did you make this? <laughs> <laughs> like, why'd you do this? What is this? So, why did you create? Play on Steam with like the kids sneaking in the factory. Ah, inside. Inside. Yeah, inside. Okay. Inside. Of that. All right, that's a good game. That Same universe that. as a, that a purgatory limbo. Game. limbo. Same kind of universe. Uh, same creators. Not really a sequel or anything, but very, very similar vibe. Very kind of like melancholic, creepy, weird, somber vibe to it. I watched uh, Achievement Hunter play it. A big. Uh, YouTube channel I'm a big fan of, watched them play through it, and I went, I must make Kyle play this. I absolutely must force him to sit down and play this. It was a really good game. Oh, it's good. really enjoyable, very weird. It has one of those kind of open-ended endings where you like don't 100% know what happened, 
But I still, like, felt fulfilled when it was over. Like, I wasn't like, the fuck was even that about? Like, what was the point of that? Like, there was a lot of the environment around it that you could kind of, like, pick from and learn a lot about what was, like, going on in that kind of world that they set up through just, like, little background bits and pieces and quick flashes. And it was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Hollow Knight, all three endings of Hollow Knight are kind of like that, too. Like nice. it, 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 the ending's very vague, but you you still feel sated afterwards after yeah, playing it. It's a good feeling. It, it really is a good feeling. It is. I know. Uh, the first uh thing that ever like the ending made me mad because it was so open ended was uh, I read the short story The Lady and the Tiger for one of my classes in middle school, and I remember getting to the end of that and I went, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> I remember being so pissed that I didn't know which one that he opened the door for. Do you guys know what that short story is? Not even one clue. Oh, well, it's this guy that has an affair with, like, a super barbaric princess. As you do. And it's like her king is also, (laughs) the king is also very barbaric. And, like, and they don't go into, like, all the things they've done. They just say she's, like, a barbaric brute woman. I bet it was butt stuff. Maybe. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) she's a barbaric brute woman, and she's cruel and everything. Well, he has, like, an affair with her, and she's, like, totally in love with them. But then he, like, falls in love with another girl. Who's like a really sweet, very nice girl who lives in like the same village or whatever. And he's she's beautiful and she's great and everything. And he's like, man, I'm in love with her. Well, I think like the king finds out about the affair with the princess and him. And he's like, all right, well, you're going to trial. And uh, I guess there's like a weird thing in this like world where people like are put on trial and they're put into this like gladiator arena. And you like pick one of two doors one of them is a beautiful woman and then you get to marry her and you're pardoned of your crime and you move off with them and you're happy the other is literally a tiger that kills you instantly what if you killed the tiger well that's never happened i imagine <laughs> there'd be something but it's hey, like there was a guy that choked a what was it, a mountain lion on a hike like a few weeks ago <laughs> yeah the mountain lion attacked him and he actually choked the mountain lion to death I saw a, a Yahoo oh. News thing about it. It's like, yeah, that lion he killed was actually just an orphaned kitten. Like, oh. I don't know if they're trying to be on the lion's side oh. or what. Oh. Does I mean, Yahoo have a pro-lion? It was pro still lion. attacking him. Side. Oh. I mean, uh, that's probably a weird issue to tackle. Anyways. It's a very gray area. But, uh, so, like, in this weird world, like, if you choose a woman, you're pardoned of crimes. If you choose a lion, you die for your crimes. And the king's sitting up there, and the princess is also sitting up there. And she knows where the lion is and where the woman is. And at the very last second, she nods towards, tells him which one to pick. But the story never tells you if the barbaric, jealous princess put aside her jealousy, that way the man she loved could live happily, or if she was like, fuck you, I get you or nobody else does, (laughs) and points him towards the lion. So you never actually get to know if he chose the tiger or the girl, which way the prince... It's supposed to be thoughtful, like, what do you think the princess did? Do you think that she was, like, a barbarian that was like, fuck you? Or did she, like, overcome her jealousy for true love? Like, did she want him to be happy even if it wasn't Is, with her? I could see the worksheet that your teacher hands you after you read this. It's just like a litmus test to find out which students are pessimistic or not. Yeah, it is. But, like, I got done with it, and I was, like, kind of pissed. Uh-huh. As, like, a little middle schooler, I wanted closure. Right. They have to have the third category for the, for the students who are ticked. Yeah. But otherwise, God that's... Di- this was the worst. T- I wanted to marry the tiger. 
That's my kink. He's been a furry no, all along. No, please. Tiger kink. Stop. <laughs> That's the... a, it's a secret third. Which one of these children is an aspiring furry? Right. Noted. Yeah, but I was, uh, I was pretty upset back then. I liked the, the closure of things. So it was kind of like, what was even the point? I feel like a lot of anime does the open-ended thing very it's, often. It's like, I get it that it's thoughtful. I get it. I understand. It's poetic. Blah, blah, blah. Which one did he pick? Please tell me. <laughs> Dear just, author. Uh, just, uh, uh, slide it under the door. Write your congressman. Yes. Dear like, congressman, hey. did the dude, Please, dude get his lady or did he get lioned? Whisper right. it in my ear. I promise I won't Was it a lion anyone. lady? Well, you've gone back to furry. You've gone back to furry. Well, yeah. I was. Ritter. It's because we established this already. Tony you the dog. tiger, but with titties. No, that's too far. <laughs> that's much too far. That's eight shades of too far. Remember when Tony the Tiger's Twitter was like no. uh, bombarded with furries that were messaging stuff like "Feed me cereal, Daddy," and they like had to be like, nope. They had to like make please. a public thing like, "Please stop hitting on Tony the Tiger." We're just trying to tell cereal to kids, please stop. People were they were like, after... "Ooh, Daddy, choke me," and he was like, "I'm just a tiger trying to sell cereal." There's gonna be fools after the Kool Aid Man next. I don't oh, even 100%. know what that identity is. Chester Cheetah, I imagine, has a lot of like weird fans that love coked out cheetahs <laughs> like they gotta be super is into he it. coked out he looks a little fucked up let's be real i mean here. just because he's wearing sunglasses mm, he looks a little <laughs> twitchy I, you, I you can't tell I mean, what those eyes are they might tell. be red they're how's, just bloodshot and how, like wild how's he how's he twitchy from a still image just look at him have you not seen the commercials with him i guess yeah. i haven't paid attention to the mm. chester cheetah there's one, one time he did an entire line of coke and then drove kids to las <laughs> vegas and left them there yeah that was a weird commercial that <laughs> took a dark turn isn't that the plot to like i don't know some movie the hangover three or something yeah, two one. one that was hangover one that's not hangover one that's hangover one uh not exactly hangover one but it's very a, similar close. to hangover one yeah Surprisingly similar to Hangover 1. So, for the viewing audience out there, Ritter isn't a movie dude. He just doesn't like him. It's cool. We accept him the way he is. is. It cool? Except we don't really accept him the way he is because we make him watch movies like I, all the we time. We tried so hard. Movie to education to watch is what we're doing with him. It's not going to happen. One day. Uh, he's, his favorite movie, by the way, so far is Shrek. Sure. Just of the seven movies there. I've seen. I guess we could put this Shrek is over. Up there. This is over Starship Troopers and the new Mad Max. Oh, uh, Starship! Speaking of open-ended endings, Starship <laughs> Troopers. <laughs> let, where, let me just start my letter right here. <laughs> there is no resolution. There is no indication of anything that they're going to do in the future. It's just to fight. Guess what? We're still having war. Thanks for watching this movie. I think I think the dude who wrote the Star Trek Trooper books was like really anti-war, and that was the point that the war was never going to end. Okay. I could be totally making that up. Don't fact check me. <laughs> okay. Don't at me. Speaking, Speaking even, of okay. unending war, this is a good segue into the Warhammer universe, 40k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. War <laughs> never, no, yeah. war never ends. Tap out Clean <laughs> segue. Yeah. So not, not exactly the cleanest. A large button. portion of at least mine and Kyle's rants on this podcast will probably pertain to the 41st millennia in Games Workshop. If you're not familiar with Warhammer, how deep do you want me to go? How deep <laughs> of a well do you want? Do you want me to, you want the 10,000 foot view? Do you want a 40,000 foot view? We, we can just tell them that it's just a, a sci-fi universe. It's just a bunch of war and grimdark and grimdark and space marines and stuff. That's about it. Really. Cause I could, I could, I could rant. I could rant about how, how the emperor is just, just, a, a new chaos god. We got we gotta have Don't content for future episodes. We can have like a segment of like 
Dan's rants of 40k, and I can just oh, provide man. some stuff. I could try to do my Alex Jones voice. Now the emperor, the emperor is just a globalist. <laughs> He's a gay frog. You don't talk about the emperor that way. Or I read, I read the sources. I have top level, top level authorities are telling me, are telling me things about how the emperor is really an alien. Where'd you get that from, the dark angels? <laughs> don't we don't mind you. Up with this. I'm not gonna tell you my sources, but but Azrael did tell me that. Azrael from Undertale? No, no oh. oh, I got shamed hard there. Damn. No, I'm I just trying to play Undertale. Talking. I don't I know too much about the Undertale. I know that a lot of people make fan art of that skeleton, mm. but sexy. They give Which one, the, the fat, short one, or the tall, them, skinny one? Both of them. Sometimes both of them together. They're, They're brothers, brothers, by the way. That's fucked up. I agree. Uh, but they give They're them like also weird. Dead. They give them Oof. weird uh, jelly dicks, like made out of mm. like uh, energy or some shit. Like Eef. all I know is Papyrus has like a a thick blue jelly. Okay, dick. now we need snow. The globalists want you to have thick blue jelly no! dicks. <laughs> I'm Jones, Alex. Can't sue me. <laughs> you can't sue me. You need to be like Lexus Jims or something. <laughs> <laughs> Lexus Jims. Oh man, They're turning that's good. the reptiles bisexual. <laughs> The reptiles are turning me gay. <laughs> the Necrons are in league with the... I don't know. The Necrons aren't really... They didn't really fight the old ones. They fought the globalists. Magnus did nothing wrong. Right. Magnus did everything wrong. <laughs> All right, we could, we could stop the Alex Jones bit. That's I feel icky doing <laughs> That's the voice. Enough of that. That's enough of that. I said the word globalist too many times. <laughs> yeah, sure. I gotta play Undertale, though. I downloaded it on Steam when it was like a, on sale for like 10 bucks. I mean, I, I heard play it's it. great. The fans are fucking weird, but that's 90% of the shit you're gonna consume. You could just the take the, the name insane. Undertale out of that and just apply it to anything and say the fans ruin X, and it's just that's the same. There's just a lot of weird-ass fans that are really into, like, skeleton dicks, but <laughs> I've heard the As actual game is really fantastic, really good soundtrack. Hannah played it. Uh, she was obsessed with it for a bit. Her, her like, ringtone was literally Undertale song. Yeah, I recognize that. Yeah. yeah, so she was really into it. I've heard really good things. I'd be interested in watching you play it because I'm not like big into playing that kind of game. There's a lot of like weird moving that hard around. I think Move I'm not hard. entirely sure, but yeah. I definitely go for the pacifist run. Yeah, that's, like, that's the best what way I was to go. gonna say. Pacifist route is like hard mode, mm. but doesn't it? It's like the most rewarding. It's got a good payoff to it. Like you feel good. That's debatable. Hey, oh. because Have you if played you, it? Uh, well, I know everything about it. Oh. oh. <laughs> I have uh, not local, played it. Local uh, Undertale no. expert, uh, Ryan Ritter. Have I watched or, three people play it on YouTube all the way through for both setting, for both was, uh, uh, runs? Yes. Was one of them super best friends? Did you watch that Liam? Was it Liam Matt? No, it was uh, Liam Woolley. Liam, Neeson, Liam Woolley. Liam That's a good Nissan. combo. Liam Neeson's yeah. Nissan would, on a Nissan man. and the knees, son. What? 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 <laughs> what? What just happened? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> all right. There's that. <laughs> Keep so. going. What's up? Yeah, I watched them. I watched uh, Ross and uh, uh, Ross and Barry play it. They did both runs of Genocide and Peaceful. So you can do Genocide, but you actually have to work for it. The easiest thing to get in the game is like a neutral ending that's not really good. And that's if you kill even one thing and then make it to the boss. That makes sense, um, though. It's typically the, the easiest route is kind of like the kind of meh neutral. Right, and that's not a genocide, and that's not a pacifist. Mm. Normally, there's one thing that people kill pretty obviously, because it's not crazy obvious how to avoid killing it. But you gotta pay attention to like what the dialogue says, because everyone has dialogue. It's a completely dialogue-driven game. So, uh, yeah, there's your hint for whenever you play it. Ooh, okay. There is a way to get through without killing a single thing. You have to try 
everything and try the same things over and over and over again. Mm. Hmm. Genocide you have to work for. You have to go to an area and you have to fight. You have to grind in that area and eventually nothing will show up. Oh. There will be a thing that will say, like, but nobody came or something like that. Hmm. Um, to quote Earthbound, like whenever one of those dudes calls for help and then nobody shows up. So, yeah. Another game. Same I thing played. happens in Pokemon sometimes. Earthbound's a good game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. Pokemon has that horde battle thing. Pokemon. No, there's a there. Pokemon Sumo, uh, Sun Moon, as it is affectionately called, um, has this thing where Pokemon's learn the ability to like cry for help for like other Pokemon's to help out during battle. It's always like, usually it's a Pokemon of the same type, but sometimes it's different, which is like usually how you get like hard to find Pokemon or something. Mm. But like sometimes they'll be like, help me, and it's just like. Nobody showed up, though, and it's still just like him. And you're like, oh, buddy. Sorry Aww. you have no friends. I will have to put you in this ball now. Right. <laughs> Go in your home. You live in this ball. <laughs> Speaking of Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield is coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, I Hell say yeah. soon, but they haven't actually made a release date. I'm all about that Sobble, that super sad chameleon boy. I would die for him already. I am going to put him on the sweetest little pedestal, and he will be mine forever. You're you're making yourself into that meme. I've only had Sobble for a day or two now, but if anything happened, I would kill uh, everybody else in this room and then myself. <laughs> Absolutely, I am that meme. The moment I laid eyes upon him, <laughs> like I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I've always been a water Pokemon starter. It started uh, with Sweet Little Piplup, Pokemon Silver, I believe. Uh, no, no, just kidding, just fucking kidding. Pokemon Pearl is definitely what I had. Yes, absolutely. Silver was Please like don't kill me. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, no, you're absolutely right. It's definitely Pokemon Pearl. I had Pokemon Pearl for my DS, and uh, I got Piplup. It was like my first Pokemon that I truly fell in love with was Piplup, and uh, then Popleo. That bastard Popleo. That sweet boy. <laughs> uh, that sweet, rat Popleo called out. Boy. I also call my cats bastards. It's fine. It's a term of endearment, sure. but. As People soon as I saw Popleo, I was instantly in love with him. Like, I was like, this boy, this boy, this boy, <laughs> and every other person went, ooh, disgusting, hate him. Popleo was the biggest meme on the internet. I don't know if you guys remember. Every single person and their mother made fun of Popleo for yeah. being the most hideous thing. And then they came out with his other evolutions, and he turned into this, like, beautiful mermaid. And all of a sudden, everyone was on that Popleo train. And I was like, excuse me, I've been here since the beginning. <laughs> When he was just a little blue seal boy, and now you're going to be like, oh, you know what? He starts out ugly, but he's fine. I'm like, he's beautiful from the start. And I'm hurt that you would ever insinuate anything else. I don't even know what his middle evolution looks like. I know oh, his clown seal self, and I know the like full-on mermaid opera singer self. Middle is a kind of like a, a fancy clown seal. Ah. Like like a, a clown seal that like went on to Instagram and got one of those makeup tutorials and did it. Because I can think of everything for the cat and I can think of everything for the owl, but little Poplio is out. I love Poplio a lot, and I'm very excited for Sobble. Um, but the owl, nobody really talks about how douchey the middle evolution of the owl looks. <laughs> that's the only middle evolution. Well, yeah, I that's his. Eye, that's the like whole thing. He's got douchebag. He's got a hair in his face, and he does a little hair flip like the emo guys he, do in he, South Park. He looks like he just kicked me goth? out of the country club. Mm. Like he looks awful. Yeah, that's his deal. Hipster owl. What does this dude look like? Cool. What are you talking about? Uh, there, the <laughs> dude. You you know you know you know how I feel. There's only 151 Pokemon. Okay, that second one in the first row 
Or the the second this row? No, no, second no. row. First one in the second row. Oh, is that, that's yeah. That's his metal evolution. He's, he's definitely going to be like, hey, my dad owns this building. My father will hear my, about this kind of bullshit. The, the one right beside it is his final evolution. And that's the one, not bad. The little rotund boy above him is his first evolution. Mm-hmm. That sweet little round owl. All right, so I mean, once you get God. him to here, you hit him, you hit him up with that rare candy so he goes, cool, as soon as possible. Yeah, he's just I mean, such he's a He's got his little dapper middle. bow tie. He's just like he's like a little kid in a suit, you know. I never trust a little kid in a suit. No, you I mean, see a little no. kid in a suit? They're not as qualified as they pretend to be. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm a doctor. <laughs> it's completely a sham and My a lie. My will heal about this. So I, I ran into this little kid in a suit, and he tried to sell me car insurance. Yeah. Now I only got a kidney. Did I don't know to, how that uh, happened. Did he try to sell you insurance? Vin baloney. Vinny baloney. Oh, man. Making oh, an man. appearance. Man. Welcome to Table Stop, sponsored by Vinny Baloney. Don't know. We could Would you get, like some are we going to get sued for that? I don't, I don't think know. he can be you sued think for claiming false sponsorship. If right? anything, we're giving him free advertising. Hey, right, Vinny exactly. Baloney, uh, you got that You got that Vinsurance. Not sure what it is. It's luxury, probably. It's <laughs> <laughs> some say it's luxury. <laughs> oh. Ritter, all right. what games have you been playing? Final Fantasy XIV. Okay. <laughs> Dan, what I games have you, you been playing? Look within yourself. Look within myself. Right. Remove the whatever from your face before you talk about the other guy's face. What? Sure. Yeah. Oh, talk about yeah. Your stuff. Yeah. No, you can just take it off. What? It's fine. After after it's done, you Wait. can take it off and you get become a vampire. Are we? T- oh, yeah. I went JoJo. Which way did you go with I it? I didn't go anywhere. Oh. I thought you were going JoJo. <laughs> I thought you were going like a facial cleansing mask, and I was like, dude, you've been moisturizing? That's <laughs> 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 what we should just say to each other. Just like, dude. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. It's happening. It's lore. It's part of the lore. No, there's the lore, no lore starts now. No, there is not. You guys just witnessed the beginning of a lore. I we don't have wait. a wiki page. That's our so first no lore. first entry on the wiki page. No, who's gonna make it? You? Mm-hmm. I ain't making it. That's the challenge. Hey, mom, if you listen to this, can you make me a wiki page? <laughs> <laughs> mom, mom, bring it in. Bring it in. Make me a wiki. Figure it out, please. All right, I'm by. Oh, what have I been playing? Oh, the Vigia variety? Not Persona 5, I'll tell you that much for free. One day. One day whenever it's out on the Switch. You're never going to do it. Mm. Prove me wrong. Change my mind, please. I know I know you're doing the anime thing where you're just like, you're not going to do it. That's and not then, an anime thing. It's my thing. You're just trying to inspire me to play Persona 5. I see through your rouge. My rouge? Your rouge. Your rouge the hedgehog. Is she a hedgehog? She is not. Is she an echidna? She's a bat. She is a bat. She is a bat. She has bat wings. She does have bat wings. I played a lot of Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Oh. Oh. So that's that's the only... That's, <laughs> that was my qualifier to explain why I know, so nobody can go... Source, I somebody, played Sonic 2 Battle. <laughs> exactly. Somebody didn't have their sources. Um, played a lot of Stellaris. So... <laughs> I've heard that's coming out for console now. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know either, but I'm really excited because I don't have a PC strong enough to play it. You, I would definitely suggest getting it, but I'm not... Okay, so what Stellaris is for the viewer out there, it is a 4X strategy game, kind of like Civilizations. Um, it's real-time, so in Civ, you take a turn, you move a dude. But basically, you got you got your single planet, and you're just stretching it out to an entire like galactic empire. you got to deal with external threats, you got to deal with internal politics. The game's always changing, so... 
the company that produces it is called uh, Paradox, and they do these really big, really in-depth strategy games, which they're chunky. You gotta look at a wiki. You gotta, you, you gotta like. Heckin' chonkers. They're heckin' chonkers. Gotta do some research on how the mechanics in them work, which I don't mind like watching a ten-minute YouTube of like a twelve-year-old going, "Yeah, you need to get more energy crystals." Is he wearing a suit? <laughs> Oh man, I can't trust him. <laughs> Don't trust that kid in the suit. Uh, Don't you tell me things. But yeah, Paradox does this thing where they release a game and they continue to support it and give it these updates that completely change how the game plays. So if you were to play Stellaris two years ago when it first came out, it's a different game than what it is now. So like League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. No, you bastard. No, because they change all the champions around. They've reworked everyone. They it's ruined Akali. It's like if they add other maps Akali. to uh, League. Did they add more? La- add- no, they've never added it's, another map. If they add another map to League, well, it's, it's basically the type of update that, that Stellaris does. That- there, there's four maps. One of them I don't think exists anymore. There's your normal 5v5. There's a 3v3. There's the one-lane random ARAM, whatever, all random, all mid. And there was this like capture the crystals thing that I don't even remember what it was, but it was also 5v5. And it was like a weird Pentagon-looking thing. I don't think it existed. Last time I logged in, it didn't exist. It doesn't sound like it'd be a good map for that kind it of game. It was only played by a few people sometimes. Ugh. Anyway, Stellaris. Yeah, Stellaris <laughs> is really good if you like space strategy games. Um, be warned that uh, it's it's one of those games that you, you start your empire and you're looking at a good like 20-hour investment on that game. Cause Man, just like Spore. Kind of like Spore. <laughs> From what you've described, it reminds me of Spore. I, I there are some Spore-ish spore. tendencies in it, but it's it's Spore if Spore was Sith. It reminds me of a game I used to play uh, a few years ago. It's called Sins of a Solar Empire. Exactly the same. Is it exactly the same? Not exactly the same, but the same exact genre. Oh, it's cool. Okay, yes. yeah, I'm definitely we more into that. it now. I mean, we have we all somewhere. I own it too. Sins of Solar Empire. Yeah. yeah, really. I played it a ton. Oh man, so I, nice. that I was that was. That was my first big 4X space love. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, it even has the hyper lanes oh, like cool. Sins does. Nice. So you can have, like, a world that you, you bulk up as, like, your fortress world. I love yeah. it when they came up with the space station expansion for that game. Yeah, it was so good. It was so hard to actually defend a system when you went out and did something else. Like, somebody could just backdoor you and just take... You, you take had to have, like, a second armada as big as your first attacking armada just yeah. kind of hang out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was such a good game. I never played any other races other than the Trade Federation, the humans. I always played the aggressive aliens, the ones that were the, like the, running from the the space threat. I don't remember what it, what it, what they were called. Yeah, too long Tyranids. ago. Did you basically actually uh, one of the big space threats in in Stellaris is Tyranids? They're Always. not actual Tyranids, but they're a external force that comes in and they'll take over planets. And they're they they're their armadas are super oh, powerful. That's fantastic for anybody that doesn't know. Tyranids are a race from uh, Warhammer 40,000. That's like a bunch of like space bugs I'm gonna that have go to stop around. You right there, 40,000. Yeah, 40,000. Yeah, 40k. 40, 40, 40, yeah, well, we, we all nobody say 40, ever K. says 40,000. I'm gonna stop you right there. Call it out. Well, somebody Done. else should Google it. Mm, I mean, I you guess say I could, 40k. You put yeah. go put 40k. I've heard, okay, into I'm trying Google to be descriptive here, right man. now. The hand is off. What hand? Yeah, but no My fun. hand of justice. 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 The hand of justice. Yo, I'm gonna let you finish, but. Nobody says 40,000. So I'm a dude who listens to a lot of Warhammer podcasts. I, I'm they say both. They say Warhammer 40,000. The 000. Brits say Warhammer 40,000. You, you know the what? Brits say 40,000? Is Brits. that what he said? 
Yeah, that's what they are. They're British. From Britain. Yeah, just we're the Merkins. They got that. <laughs> that yeah. that's what they do. All right, object. You know what? You got me. <laughs> Lawyered. I have been bopped. And All that right. was our first session of podcast court. <laughs> now I'm just a simple podcast lawyer, but the British people do say four to thousand. Okay. Who's my public defender, everybody? Oh, good. My name oh, is good, Chester good. Chester Chesterfield. Oh, I was going to say Chester Cheetah. No, Chester <laughs> Cheetah. Chester Cheetah, but without the cocaine. You passed the bar. I passed the bar and got off my cocaine addiction. <laughs> <laughs> all of my official documents have, like, Cheeto dust all over them. <laughs> it's not cocaine. He's just doing the Cheeto mix. Cheeto dust. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, cocaine. But uh, other than Stellaris, uh, Tetris 99 has been in heavy rotation. That's a pretty big thing right now. Everybody's having fun playing uh, Battle Royale Tetris. It's it's the best of the Battle Royales. Tetris was uh, after my time as a youngin, as the baby of the group. Uh, I oh, didn't please. really play. <laughs> I didn't really play uh, Tetris as a kid. I played more like a uh, pinball on my dad's computer. Sometimes that little pinball game. That pinball I played game. that space pinball. Yeah, yeah. space yeah. pinball. Yeah. Everyone but, knows. Uh, Tetris was never really a thing I really played. So I didn't really I play Tetris until like I got a DS. That so was the first mm, time I really played it. I so. haven't really gone into Tetris 99 yet because I know it's just going to be a huge, huge bust to my ego every time I'm the 99th person. <laughs> and you know who's beating you. Get on your phone. Tetris? You know who's beating you is like this this pleasant like 60-year-old grandma who's been deep in the Tetris game since... Yeah. I got my first T-spin, too, by the way. Nice. You're doing you the, a there's a secret T-spin tea tea move in Tetris. All right. So if you have a space that a T can fit, but it can't go down naturally, hmm. you can spin it in a way that, like, if it's right before it locks, you can hit the spin button, and it'll spin and lock in the position that you want it to be. Oh, really? So, like, uh, save, save, like, there's an L piece here and a block here, and a little nub where the T-square would go into. You can hit that T. You can hit spin, and it'll like spin in and lock because that's the only logical place oh. that the piece can fit because it's still technically going down. How about that? Yeah, and if it like uh, clears a line, it like sends like extra lines to other players, like as like a little bonus thing for doing the cool T spin move. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I remember the the DS version I used to play had like all kinds of different variable modes with it, and they were all themed after all like the Nintendo characters. Like one of them was uh, was like the uh, the Metroid themed one. Where you had like just one starting square, but you could rotate the entire thing around. It was like a big, like block that you could just rotate around ninety degrees. Oh yeah, I remember you saying that. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember any of the rest of them because that was the only one I played. But <laughs> I had a keychain about the size of like a postage stamp. No, it was a little bigger. It was like an inch by two inches, and it had a little left and right, and it had a button, and that was your left right for your Tetris piece, and the button to spin the piece. And it was just a black LCD screen, no colors, and that is what I learned to play Tetris on. Oh. So this holding oh. pieces, these T-spins, this <laughs> holding up to slam it down immediately. All this hidden tech. This is new news lore. to me. There's new Tetris lore. you got to get I mean, behind it. I've played it on my phone, too. Like I downloaded it one time, and I guess I, I don't think it has a way to auto-slam down either. I think you just kind of like swipe down with your finger, and it would go, I think it's like the official Tetris thing. Maybe I just don't know the tech in it. I don't know. Maybe it has a hold piece button, and I just never pushed it. Speaking yeah. of keychain games, you remember like Tamagotchi and the Digimon? Yeah, oh, that was yeah. around the same vein. That I had Digivices. Uh, before my time, I never had was, a Tamagotchi. Oh. I didn't have Tamagotchi. It was the Digivices was what I had. Yeah, yeah. Shake, 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 shake. You know what I had? Silly Bands. 
Silly yeah, Bands. I was dumb. working at Kroger's <laughs> when Silly Bands came out. I was an adult when Silly Bands came I out. You were not. I was yeah, in middle was. school. Yeah, I was. Do you not remember? Time. I think you were working there at the time too. Silly Bands. Like the, the, the are you talking about? I might be getting this wrong, but like the bracelets, the snap that, bracelets that had, no, that were not a shape. Snap bracelets, no. They were yes. like gummy bands shape. that were a shape. So like yeah, one bee is shape of a deer. Yes, and they were rubber bands and in shapes. Absolutely. Yeah. Do I still not know what this is? No, I don't Google, know what it is. Silly oh, bands I, were I like a rubber band bracelets that came in like shapes, and you could wear them, and they looked fucking stupid as bands hell while on your wrist because they were all oh. like wrinkly and yeah. shit. But uh, when you took them off, you could be like, oh, look, this one's an apple because I like apples. Oh, my apples. God. A lot this of 20,000 silly bands for $1,000. <laughs> wow. So uh, out there in pod space, if you want to be the proud owner of 20,000 silly bands, give eBay $1,000. Yeah, that's a deal. What a steal. Uh, but, yeah, and then, you know, uh, Spencer's came out with, like, dirty silly bands that were, like, dicks and stuff. But, uh in middle school, I know that I was kind of like a silly band scavenger. Like, I didn't <laughs> ever buy them because my mom was like, I'm not going to spend money on some fucking wrinkly-ass rubber bands. It's stupid. <laughs> but, like, I'd find them on the ground, and I'd be like, this one's mine now. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, oh, are you really into bananas? I'm just like, sure. I definitely didn't find this on the ground oh, yeah, in gym like class. It would have been when she was 13 is when they were first sold. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I remember, like, hey, every, time, every time there's, like, a color bracelet thing parents always like by parents i mean like like news always are like your kids are wearing these bands but what do they really mean yeah the red one means i had sex i don't know i mean to be fair uh in my eighth grade people actually wore jelly bracelets that meant shit like that like it was like the black man band meant you made out with someone and the purple band meant you gave them head and stuff like that and they like snip them whenever they did them or they'd either put them on or they snipped them. i wasn't cool enough to do this but <laughs> i wore a lot of bracelets but it's because i tried to be like cool and edgy not because i was like oh man look how many times i've sucked dick but uh you have a lot of blue like, there <laughs> like they would actually wear these and be like yeah it's because i like made out with tom the other day or like yeah and, like See, and it was absurd in the school i went to the theorem was that if someone was wearing one of these jelly bracelets if someone went up to them and broke it Mm-hmm. Now, these things were tough. Like, you'd have to almost break somebody's wrist to bust one of these things or carry a pair of scissors. Mm-hmm. But if you broke the one they were wearing, they had to do something to you. Oh, like, it that's was owed an to you. concept. Right. I that's think we kind of horrifying. That. But, like, okay. So, even in high school, I was like, people aren't really doing that shit. That's just dumb. There were a right. few kids. There's like that, that one or two. But yeah, there's a few kids just... that hear about it and they're like, I'm going to be so cool and do this. But for the most part, people are just like, whatever. If I'm going to suck dick, I'm going to suck dick. I don't like, need no bracelet telling yeah. me to suck dick. Exactly. I, like I said, I was one of those freaks. Not that did it, but that wore a bunch of bracelets. Like, I had at least 20 jelly, brand, jelly bands on each arm. I had little wristlets. I had uh, like gummy bracelets filled with glitter. And I'm serious when I say that they went clear from my wrist all the way almost up to my elbow to where like it was hard to like bend my arms because I had so many bracelets on. Bet that I gives was... you a weird tan. Oh, uh, probably. But I, I never went outside. I was a weird scene kid. I was obsessed uh, with scene these things. A scene kid? 
Yeah, one of those edgy scene kids. Being seen was like the hottest style when Are I was you saying, like, in middle school. I kind of remember that a little seen bit. Seen as in S C E N E. Yes, like, it was like scene. it was like gothic, but with like flashes of neon color. Like you'd wear mostly black, but like there was like neon colors in it, and like you had your hair all weird, and like everything was absurd about it. I couldn't do anything with my hair because I asked my mom for blonde highlights, and she was like, "Absolutely not, fuck you." So I was like, "All right, cool." But <laughs> I did wear like. Black t-shirts with neon rainbow hearts on them and 30 bracelets on each arm. Like, I was as weird as I could be about it. Now, I look back and I'm like, oh, embarrassing. But at the time, man, that was, like, all the rage. Fascinating. Oh, Such things cool we've kid. learned today. Cool yeah. kids things. So, uh, so we all talked about games we played. What was the last board game that we all played together? Like, actual physical board game? Feels like ages uh, ago. Probably uh, Feast for Odin, right? I believe that was yeah, what was I was Feast say. Was it Feast for Odin, or was it the awesomely 90s uh, Incognito? Incognito! Oh, the spy was, game. You know, yeah. you know what? It was Incognito. That wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Hmm. I kind of forgot about it, which is weird, because I really enjoy playing it. I like it a lot. I think it's really fun. Yeah. Feast of Odin or Incognito? Incognito. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I mean, yeah, I like yeah. Feast for Odin, too, of course. It's a little bit heavier, but... Uh, I really enjoyed game. Incognito. I liked the element of trying to figure out what everyone is, kind of like clue-style kind of stuff. You want to give a uh, rundown for people that don't know what it what it is? Me? Yeah, sure. Personally? I mean, you uh, basically are the Wikipedia for rules for us. Yeah. Oh, okay. boy. This is, this is a quick like a timeout lore thing for Rainy here. Add Whenever we sit down to play board games, if it's a board game that we haven't like brought out in a long time, this girl has the exact verbiage of the <laughs> rule book archived in her brain somewhere. So we pulled out and we're all like, how do we set this up? And she's grabbing all the components and the pieces and throwing them out on the table. Like, give me this. We do this. And like, we get to the first turn and we don't know who starts when or who puts her pieces where and whatnot. And she's like, oh, I can't believe you guys don't remember this. Here it goes, here and here and here. Like, she is masterful at remembering these things. Know. Like I don't know how she does it. That's and what yet, all my brain power goes towards. I don't remember what I did earlier today. But... And yet, when you're explaining rules, she's just over here looking at a window, and then we play and she wins. <laughs> I 100% do she not pay attention She always wins the first game that we play of a board game, a new board game. She, that's, that's, that's rainy rule number one with board games. I have games. the idiot advantage. She... She always remembers the rules, no matter how long it is, like, in between sessions when we play it. That's rainy rule number number two. And rainy rule number three, what Ritter just said, I don't remember what it was, but... Is that she doesn't pay attention when she you're doesn't explaining. doesn't pay attention when I you're explaining Somehow, I, uh, I completely disassociate as soon as one of you opens a rule book. Like, we're like, explaining it, she's just, body. like, looking at her phone, or, like, right. playing the dress-up game, staring off the space. She's there with Hannah, and they're just, like... Doing some vine thing or something that's happened. Yeah. Do it and for the perfect vine. comprehension right. as soon as we start. Like that's it. It's like okay, so this is the optimal strategy. All right, fine. Yeah, you could write a meta book on what she does. It's just like like I said, I have the idiot advantage. I'm like, I don't know. This seems fun. Fuck it. No thought to it, and then it's just like, yeah. Works Didn't you win the game, first game of Twilight Imperium that we all played too? Yeah. Couldn't tell you. I don't think you did. Anything. I'm gonna assume she did. I, I, I know. I, I think won, we all have won a game with Twilight. I think we have. Yeah. With the first Beast Fair Odin game we played. That's Just because I was like, I don't know, this seems man. Bad. When yep. you when you busted out Feast for Odin, like oh, it looked man. intense. It was so that almost is a unapproachable, brawling like, game of so much information. There's it like is seventy different. Like it's like one of those meeple placement games, but uh, it's got like seventy different actions on it, and it looks incredibly overwhelming when you first look at the board. There's so many things, little text. Like it's like. There's so many different elements to it, but honestly, once you kind of start going, it all clicks into place, and it's so much easier than you would think it would be. It's just uh, getting started, getting that engine rolling for, like, the first ten minutes is, like, 
a feat. It's a task. Yeah. You're there looking are, at it and you're like, oh my god. But it's actually really good. Three rule books in that in that entire box too. Like uh, really oh. only one rule book and like an appendix of all the terms but that he uses. Dick. But still, <laughs> the fact there's an appendix with the rule book. Yeah, I just like a good appendix no. with a rule book. The last <laughs> edition of Warhammer had the best appendix. That's because every rule was a universal rule that your unit could or could not have. That's neither here or there. But yeah, yeah, Feast of Odin's fantastic. It is. It like once you get over that that learning cliff of that game, it is it is really good. But it's it's also kind of unapproachable with the price. But too is like ninety dollars for the Damn. box. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle got it by like trading in some old Magic the Gathering cards and getting like one hundred dollars of store credit. And oh, he was yeah. like, "Give me that." Yeah, I used to be a, a avid Magic player, by the way. Like since I don't know, like six years ago, and then I got out of it and yeah. of, kind of like trading in my collection for board games. Yeah. But uh, Incognito, it's a game where you're all just kind of like four different spies, and uh, you secretly have a little meeple that you are out of like four meeple, and then you're a secret spy, and you have a secret objective, and you get a letter, and you the whole goal is that you have to find out what other spy is on your team, what letter they are, and what meeple they are if it pertains to like your specific tasks that you have, because there's a lot of different tasks. It has really great replayability. It's a lot of fun. You kind of, like, when it's your turn, you go up to another meeple on the board, and you have to, like, you can ask them what their build is or what their, like, uh, what kind of spy they are, and they give you some cards. Only one, or one or more of them is true. They give you three cards in total, and you're kind of trying to use process of elimination to find out what's real and what's not real it's got fantastic replayability like i said because there's so many different objectives it could be i don't think we've had the same objective once yet right and it's uh, possible it's 16 fun. combinations yeah and there's all we have not run into the possibility yet but it is possible that both teams could figure out what their goal is and then be competing to try and accomplish the goal before the other people do oh yeah that hasn't happened yet uh but um, whenever you think you've accomplished your goal and you've found out your partner and everything, you have to give them a handshake and be like, mission accomplished. And if you're wrong, the other team wins. And if you're right, obviously you would win. That it's is a... the coolest part of that game. Yeah. Yeah, it's mission really cool. accomplished. It's the yeah. biggest 50-50 that you can do. <laughs> we lost time, our last, last game that we played. Yeah, we yeah. Yeah. I missed like, the card. You guys so were I. so like confident. You were like, mission accomplished. And you shook hands and... You were completely wrong. Like, wait, I thought Rainy was the short person. Like, no, I was no. the tall person. Like, wait, I thought you were supposed to be over here. Like, no, no, that wasn't like it. No! Yeah, it all, oh, it all man. went yes. very poorly. Yeah. In the box art, like, I would love a reprint. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I love love the 90s look of the box. Mm-hmm. Like, this was a game that, like, just screams 1998. It's got pinks. It's got purples. It just looks like some 1990s Mattel game. s kind of front vibe. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good game. I really have enjoyed it so far. You get a little note card with it that you can, like, use to, like, kind of check off who you think who is and everything. I love those secret kind of spy games. I really uh, would love to play Clue with you guys. But yeah. It's a classic that I actually have not played. Uh, I've played games very similar to Clue, like uh, the little... Uh, Cryptid. Cryptid game that we play, very similar to Clue. It's all about trying to find uh, the cryptid on the map and... Everyone has their own secret, uh, like, specifications to where it can and can't be. And that's a lot of fun. It's more like a very, uh, it's an easier clue, I would say. Uh, I would disagree. I think it's way harder. Really? It's. I think it's flawed in a lot of ways. If nothing else, by the amount of, peop- uh, amount of pieces that you get. Yeah, there are very few pieces, unfortunately. There's a lot of times where we run out of, like, spot little cubes that show that that can't be a place. And we're just kind of like 
recycling pieces off of the other places, which is unfortunate. To imagine like what the game board looks like, it's like a, uh, it kind of looks like a, a, a picture of a park that has a bunch of hexes overlaid over it, mm-hmm. and everybody's got these like colored uh, cylinders and, and cubes and stuff, and you have to like point at a at a place on the board and ask somebody if the monster could be there based on their condition, and people can run out of cubes that they put on a, like. The, the no symbol is a cube. So if you point mm-hmm. at a, a hex on the board and you say, no, that the monster can't be there, you have to put your little cube down to show that for everybody else for the rest of the game. And it can kind of get, like, information locked after a while. Yeah, I, th- I do still think it's easier than Clue, though, because you're only finding one place on a board mm-hmm. with cryptid, yeah. while Clue, you have to find a person, a place, and a thing. And it requires a lot more kind of, like, sleuthing and everything. I think... Uh, Cryptid does have definitely the design flaw of not enough pieces. That's a super unfortunate thing. Yeah. But that's really the only flaw it has. Yeah. I like seeing My favorite of the thing game. about Cryptid is the replayability of it because yes. it, it comes with like a stack of cards with it. And I think it's I think it's something like sixty cards for easy mode and sixty cards for hard mode, something like that. Don't pair mm-hmm. don't quote me on that. But it it has a, a unique setup every time you you play the game. Like the map kit is divided into six chunks and it makes the map like arrange into like different orientations depending on what kind of card you have. And everybody has like a, a different, a different like, I don't know what what's the word I'm looking for. The um, a rule, a different yeah, a different yeah. Set rule that determines where it either can or can't be. Like it has to be within one spot of a desert biome, or yeah. it, it definitely is not in a forest biome and stuff like that. Because there's different biomes on the map too. Yeah, and there's there's the cards that come with it, and I you, I mean you can play it enough to where you get all the way through those cards too. But there's also an app with the game that just randomly generates a, a certain set up for your game too so there's like almost infinite replayability with it oh yeah, yeah. the replayability is absurdly fantastic yeah. my only complaint with it is honestly there's not enough cubes mm. which is i guess is like pretty a fixable rule in the book that we, we were missing about like running out of cubes you're out or something i, didn't I don't know we didn't find anything it. about it we kind of quickly looked but uh we didn't find anything about it but i mean you can always buy little cubes super cheap it's a yeah. shame that you have to for that game but the aesthetic of the game otherwise is really nice i like the uh the board the way it's laid out and the way it looks and everything very easy on the eyes i like the colors and everything yeah. uh, i always thought that the running out of cubes and running out of components was kind of like them limiting the amount of information you could put on the board yeah, yeah, I guess like, that's fair. You can only know so many like no's from a person before you just don't get that information anymore. And that's, that kind of like makes it a little more challenging. That's not yeah, a bad I way suppose to that is it. probably would be a good way to kind But what of play if it, it makes it impossible? I don't think then it's you, impossible, goofed. really. Eventually you'll find out. I mean, you guess every square, eventually you're going to get it. Uh, but it would be kind of a shame where it would just kind of get to that point of like, is it this? Nah. Is it I've this? Nah. I felt like a lot of nah. the games have ended with just random guesses, though. There's been a few games though that have have, have been like uh like good like figured it out. Sure, the majority of the games we played have been somebody's figured it out. Yeah, it's just like a, a sixty forty though. Still, have, like there's we've run still out of Like I mean, you don't know exactly where it would be at, but based on like all the information that you gather, like you know two persons' rules and your own, but you don't know the third person's or the fourth person's rule. Mm-hmm. So you could like okay, based on all this, I think it might be here, and it's like a kind of just like a toss in the air, but it's an educated guess, which. It might be better than somebody else only having like one other person figured out besides themselves. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. that's a decent game. So like since since we're starting to get into these like find the hidden traitor kind of games, mm-hmm. yes, I was just doing a little googling. Apparently, Secret Hitler is um is free under the Creative Commons license. Oh. It's a print to play. I've never 
I've never played that before, actually. Don't I don't know. I've never it. played it either. I have played it. I gotta it's be real. Uh, I tend to just avoid anything with Hitler in the name. That's typically fair. It's that's like, fair. That's fair. Typically, that's it's like an fair. intentionally edgy thing, and that's I'm not, I don't I'm know not if, into I don't that. Know, from what I understand from Secret Hitler, it's kind of historically accurate. You have your cards. Mm-hmm. You're trying to figure out who in your group is the fascist. Mm-hmm. There's no history. There no is history, history whatsoever. Oh, okay, no. never mind. That's the way it works. Oh. So you get uh, your cards dealt to you. Say it's the four of us here. That would mean that there is, uh, I think it's just the one Hitler, and then you have, hmm, it might, I don't know how it went with four. We played with like eight people, and when you do it with that, you have six people that are good, that are going to pass laws, and they're going to pass them blue. And the way you win the game, there's like a little divider in the middle of the table. You either have to get all the way to red or all the way to blue. And I think it was like three to red and three to blue. So you have six people who are good, and you have two people that are for Hitler. There is actual Hitler, and there is fake Hitler. So it's, there's like the Tanner? It's like the minion in Werewolf. Oh. The minion wants to get killed, so the werewolf wins. So... Every round, somebody starts, and there's an election. And you want to try to elect somebody to be the one who passes laws. And there's a pair of people. You get, like, a president and vice president. So everyone goes around. The elections happen. All the voting happens. Everyone argues for their point. Then the vice president picks up three cards off the top of the deck. These can be either red or blue. Gives them to the guy who got elected. He picks one of the cards and flips it over onto the table, and it will be either red or blue. So if it's Hitler and the fascist working together, they could be like, okay, yeah, I gave him all the cards. He didn't have a choice. He had to put a red down. If you get three reds, you got to put a red. Yeah. Uh, same if you, if you get three blues, you have to put a blue. So normally the way the game would work is the people who were actually Hitler and his minion would go and put a couple blues to start. Yeah. But if you put down a red, it repeals a blue. Okay, so it, like so trying to, to that, that it sliders back and forth, I believe. Hmm. I think it was how it worked. Um, and eventually you can get to like straight out lying where somebody gives you two blues and a red and they're not your minion and you put down a red. And you have to be like, well, if you caught me, I'm Hitler, even though you're the minion. So if you mm-hmm. die, the game is not over. You have to reveal mm-hmm. who you were whenever you die. Oh, okay. There's a mm-hmm. voting after all this that's, okay, who do we kill? So there's a player dying every round. Oh, okay. That sounds really fun. That yeah, that's not bad at all. And if you can like print it out, like a, just a free print and play. Yeah, I've got like boxes I mean, of magic cards and like penny sleeves and stuff. We could just like print it out, and cut it out, and play it. Well, and there's another print and play I wanted to play as well called Loopy Lore. That's on the screen right now oh. for for you dudes. Basically, Loopy Lore is a game where you have cards, right? And you're all trying to make like a story out of the cards you have, and you're telling a story, and somebody. It's not really a game as in somebody wins, somebody loses. It's like a collaborative, creative thing. But it's along the same lines, like... It's a Mad Lib? Yeah, kind of. Dude, dude, there's a game I've been wanting to, to pick up that is like that. Um, Tales of the Arabian Nights. Okay. I've heard about that before. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's essentially like choose-your-own-adventure, like a collaborative choose-your-own-adventure thing. And it's got like a huge like notebook rulebook thing of just like all the different scenarios you can get into. And there are like ten options you can choose with every scenario you run into with your character so if like you run into like a cave and there's a girl like 
inside of like a cage inside this cave. Leave her there. And you, <laughs> like Don't one of the options out. is like <laughs> kill them, leave them there, steal them, and rob them. Um, help them out, and I don't know exactly what they what they all are, but there's like ten options for every single scenario. It's a trap. And it, like when you get it, it's like okay, look at uh, look at paragraph uh, 427 of like section A. Okay. And you go over there, and it tells you what happens because of that. And oh. so if you like choose to like rescue the the girl out of the cage, something might happen there. But if you choose to rob her, something might happen down the road. So it's a choose your own adventure board game. Yes, and there's like oh, that's such a good idea. There's points and stuff to it, but no one ever pays attention to the points. They just go through and just try to create the most ridiculous story they can. Hello, Deal welcome only to the Raven, cage. Raven Knights, the, the points don't matter. Yeah, can I rob? Can I kill the cage? I'm gonna take this <laughs> cage because I feel like I'll need it later, but I don't want the. Girl. You know that they had to write those scenarios in too, because they have like the same ten. From what I understand, they have the same ten actions with every scenario you get into. Really? So, That's like, if you if you run into a lion in the desert, like one of the ones that I heard on, a, on another podcast was like they ran into a lion. And it's like you try to rob the lion, right? And <laughs> like the lion kills you or something like that, or oh. mauls you or something. Well, yeah, it sounds like a fun game though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, um, I would try. Probably, I would. I would definitely play that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about maybe just hitting up like a like a print shop and just have them. Dude, I'd it. pay for it. If we yeah, could go yeah. to a shop right now and buy it, I'd buy it. Yeah. I'd buy it right now, too. But I think it'd probably be cheaper just going to a print shop, having them, like, print it, make it professional. I thought about doing that with, like, buying a, another copy of some codexes and having them cut out, professionally cut out pages and making, like, nice laminated printouts for, uh... I don't know if they'll do that for copyright stuff. Oh, yeah. Never mm. thought about that. I'm pretty sure they're mm. like, nah, this is copyright. I can't copy this. Codexes are the, like, rule books for each of the armies in 40K, by the way. Thanks for that alley oop. I, I forget that there's there's peons out there that don't understand the emperor's love. Yeah, there are laws. Oh, Bring I guess I'd light. probably be a good builder of that because I don't yeah. know shit about Warhammer 40k. So if you guys say something and I'm like, wow, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll try and I'll try and pay attention and speak up and be like, I don't know what that is. Please, yeah, please help. Wah, wah. But yeah, that Papa also wah. reminds me the the tales of the Arabian Nights and the Loopy Lore. I, I just kickstarted a uh, or I just backed a thing on Kickstarter. It was. It was. I think it's made by the same guys that made Tales of the Arabian Nights, but it was called Icarus or something like that? Yes, Icarus. Icarus, How Kingdoms Fall. And it's basically a collaborative storytelling thing of a group of people getting together with like all these cards and stuff and making the story of how a civilization starts and oh. goes about and ends. And like the very end of the game is a civilization ending, and you tell the whole story of like how it happens. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it sounded really cool, and it was like 30 bucks to back it. So. Oh, so when's the uh, ship date on it? Uh, it's it's this year, like in August, I think. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so uh, I I went ahead and did it, and I, I, can't, I can't wait to see what that's like. Uh, a little bit of Kyle lore. Kyle is a Kickstarter fanatic. He's like always on Kickstarter. He uses my computer sometimes, and I'll open it, and there's about seven different Kickstarter tabs open like every single yeah. time. <laughs> this he has been is more... insane about Kickstarter and like getting on there and yeah. just fueling them. It's been more of a recent thing. Like I, I didn't back my first thing until like a couple years ago, and that was like the only one I'd done until recently. But like the first thing I ever backed was. Uh, Rising Sun, like this great big sprawling area yeah, control yeah. board game of samurai and stuff like that. That's a good that, game. It's, it's a good game. game. It comes good with a ton minis. of minis. Lots of good minis. Very similar similar to uh, Blood Rage, if anyone knows that. Same people, right? Yeah, same, same people that people. made that. It was uh, Eric Lang and Simon made both of those. A lot of minis, kind of uh, fighting one another kind of thing. Strategy, you get different power-up cards. Well, power-up-ish kind of cards. It's really interesting. I love all the, the attention to all the minis. There's some monsters that you can, like... I get in Blood Rage, and then there's some gods in, like, uh, Rising Sun, and the minis always look really, really good. And Blood Rage is kind of like the, the one that came before Rising Sun. It was the Viking equivalent of it. 
but they always describe mm-hmm. blood rage kind of being like a, a more in-depth risk and uh, Rising Sun being more like a diplomacy style game. Yes, because you can like mm-hmm. make a, you can make like alliances in Rising Sun, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which was always really fun as mm-hmm. well. It's always fine because you can break the alliance too if you want. That's one of the actions. A little odd if you have an odd number of people. Like it, kind it of is. Yeah. Yeah. We played to do it with no alliance. We yeah. played yeah. an odd number Hi. with Ritter, and he ended up not having an alliance for every yeah. single kind of, round. Kind of. Hey, I tried to team up with you. Like no, one or two by of the that time it was a matter like, of principle. Nah. I was like, oh, <laughs> exactly. No, I ain't team with you now. You need my help any of these other rounds? Not. Nah. Were you stinky? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly hope not. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, for more context, I mean, we're relatively a new group of friends like we only started hanging out probably what two years year and a half uh, two years i'd say yeah. yeah a little bit more than a year now at this point yeah, yeah. i guess time flies we met hanging out in a shop that is maybe it's it's schrodinger <laughs> shop it's either open or closed you don't yeah. you don't know yeah it's in shop purgatory at the moment we'll see which way it goes i is guess it not schrodinger instead of schrodinger i thought it was schrodinger i could schrodinger. be <laughs> Shro- schrodinger's cat <laughs> right Lodgino's cat Lodgino. That's that's not a word. <laughs> that's the guy. No, you're thinking of Longinus. Nah, I was thinking Ooh, of Longinus. Damn longitude? It. No. Latitude. <laughs> nope. Gladitude? Anyway. Gladiator? Oh, rad- Gladiator with uh, what's, what's his Gerard Butler? Stop! <laughs> not with Gerard Butler. It's, uh, the rails are two miles <laughs> away. <laughs> this train, this cast derailed. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. All right, so we like board <laughs> games. We like video games. Do. We do. We do. Yeah. So, uh, so, so speaking, this is me trying to do a Segway. I'm kind of oh. like the owner of Segway, and I'm driving this Segway straight into the Grand Canyon. Have ah. you ever seen Segway tours? They have those yeah. in Pittsburgh. <laughs> they have those, like, everywhere. Like, that's, like, the touristy there, thing. There's, like, 20 Segways just going by you, and there's the one fool at the front has a little headset on, <laughs> and everyone else has got their headphones in, like, oh, yeah, look at that water. <laughs> <laughs> How do we do a Segway tour? Because I honestly feel like that'd be really cool. I'd do no, a Segway tour. I don't want a Segway tour. What? Wear the dumb helmet. I don't trust those things. Now let's segue to a bicycle tour. Dan's tour heart. Fine. Dan, what's up, Dan? What were you gonna say? What's the segue? You're talking about what we're watching. What? Reading. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about <laughs> a game that had a lot of a lot of fancy minis, and you and I had a hobby night a few weeks ago, where I I introduced you to the greatest hobby tool of all time: airbrush. The airbrush. Oh, have you pulled that trigger? No, not yet. No. Okay. No. Not yet. But uh, one thing that has uh, kind of persuaded them to get even closer to it is that I like baking. And uh, it can also be used for, like, uh, edible airbrush stuff. Just, you just... Laugh all you want. That's an no, incredibly here, popular that, no, thing. Here, no, He yes. makes little edible chocolate tyranids. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate so games. everyone that's killed, you just pick it up and, <laughs> and see that's what your such opponent a strong does. Idea. <laughs> just wait. Oh, my God. I never thought about wait. that. What if you didn't tell the people in the shop they were edible? Exactly. What if exactly. exactly. Oh, it's like, man, I'm hungry. never thought about that. <laughs> I got so many spare termagants on it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> No, but uh, like uh, so you can put edible spray paint stuff in that yeah. too, and kind of spray cakes and other stuff like that, and cupcakes. And uh, the also possibility of that is definitely kind of pushing them towards getting one because it'd be fun. Yeah, it's I mean, not as expensive own... as I thought it would be either. No, no, you both get your own um, your own brush, and you're good to go. Just get one tank. Uh, you could always get a bigger air tank because uh, the one I use now, it's a small little guy that came with the. The, with the brush itself mm-hmm. it's the only compressor? like yeah the little compressor that's what i meant <laughs> i know right. i was saying something weird wasn't i well, a tank i meant like a tank's tank. gonna run out you get a little tank or yeah little compressor that runs yeah. yeah you can get a bigger bigger compressor that won't kick on as often 
I don't think I'd mind the noise, honestly. It's not that bad. It's I'd kind of a nice level of noise. Stick a pair of headphones in and just listen to something while I'm And you got that it. nice basement. You don't have to worry about ventilation. That's true, yeah. You gotta yeah. worry about spiders. Spiders. You have to worry about spiders. Spray paint the spiders. Okay, so we're going to board games, video games. Uh, Ritter, what are you watching? Or reading? Or both? Uh, well, as far as watching, I'm almost through all the episodes of Rising of the Shield Hero. That's pretty interesting. Huh? It's, uh, it's an isekai, so it's one of the ones where the dude's there in the real world, and all of a sudden he gets transported to fantasy world. Just like, uh... Sword, sword art, art. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, dot is it hack. as creepy as sword art? Though? It is not oh, as creepy good. as sword art. Sword art was real bad. It, real only creep. in the second season. It's uh, real hard to defend. No, because even in season one, there was a bunch of weird panty shots, a bunch of weird butt shots. That one little Lolita girl is attacked by a tentacle plant. It's pretty fucked up. There's a like. Uh, I actually forgot how creepy it was. In all honesty, like I watched season one. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I love the concept. Some time went by, and I was like, I'll show Kyle. I feel like he'll dig this concept of dude in video game. By, like, the second episode, Kyle was like, I have such strong creep vibes. I can't do this. I thought she had tricked <laughs> me know? into watching a hentai. I, I, I was like, like is this where our relationship is going right now? I had forgotten how bad it was. Like, I was I, like, ooh, yeah. Ah, it's ooh. possible I've forgotten as well. Yeah, it, it, you really do. I think I watched that in college. There no, were literally really tentacles do. holding the girl you up. You do forget. There's a whole episode that focuses on, like, a little Lolita girl. She's, like, 11. I, I There's a bunch of men names obsessed like with her. Silica or something. Yeah, or and all the Lilica, men are obsessed with her. And she goes on, like, a journey with the main dude, and she tries to to bang him and also she's attacked by a tentacle plant and like held upside down and her panties are and i was like Ooh, i, I remember blacksmith chick blacksmith chick was cool blacksmith chick was cool as fuck and i'm still bitter that they didn't do one thing right with this show and make them end up together because they were actually a really cool couple <laughs> but uh yeah you really do forget the creep of it because i watched it when hmm. i was also freshman year of college and uh because like some my ex at the time had made me watch it he was, like, really into it. Should have been a red flag. Was not. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I watched it, and I was like, ooh, some creep stuff. Uh, I totally forgot. And when I rewatched it, it was, like, a smack in the face with creepiness. Like, a dick smack in the face. It was bad. Ugh. It was real Most of the good. show isn't that creepy, though, but there are some moments yeah, that happen. it's not. I mean, overall, there are a lot of good. It does follow that kind of, like, anime trope of, like, basic bland male protagonist that for some reason every girl desperately wants to fuck well there are a lot yeah. of animes that kind of have that formula like the dude is the most bland not funny just basic sometimes very edgy protagonist and every girl is just wet for him as soon as they lay eyes upon him <laughs> and i'm like can you guys just calm down for like a second there's like, a lot of things that, that make the character intentionally bland and not not actually fleshed out like uh, twilight does the same thing like if you if you read if you ask anybody that's read Twilight like to describe the personality of what what the main girl's name is, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember the name of it. If you ask anybody to like describe the main girl in Twilight, like no one can actually give you like a clear description of what she's like because I, you're supposed to like fill her shoes and be that oh, person. Yeah. So. Twilight came out when I was in eighth grade. Oh God! You came out when I was in like high school. I, I, I was a young that teenager. You know what? Like, I take that blood back. I was early college, ah, so it wasn't as that like bad. A, as like a young teenager, I of course was into Twilight. I could go on rants about the amount of sexism and racism and pure creepiness in Twilight now. Yeah. A lot that, of anti uh, like First Nationer stuff too. Oh my god! Plus, yeah, there was just so much like creepy stuff that was like super romanticized. Like at some point, 
Edward didn't want Bella to go see Jacob, so he ripped apart her car to where she couldn't leave her house. And he was like, this is for your own good. And I was like, at the time, when I'm like 13, I'm like, romantic, he loves her. And now I'm like, oh my god, (laughs) call the cops on that boy. Also, can I say, if I was alive for hundreds of years, not only would I not still be going to high school, because why... Yeah. How, did like, you could like, how did he get in? How did he get in? How did he Where's get in? Where's the roster? It's like, like hmm, we've had him it? for 17 semesters. Another Why Collins? Why not just like constantly go to colleges and get a, to- a ton of like dope-ass degrees? But also, I'm 23. And I find the idea right now as a 23-year-old dating an 18, 19-year-old the creepiest, skeeziest thing. And that, that gets worse too and young. worse. Like... And yeah, yeah, that gets worse and worse. Even if you have the body of an 18-year-old, you've been alive for centuries. You have the brain of a person that is very, very old. You have so much more experience. You're not going to – no reasonable centuries-old human being should look at an 18-year-old and be like, Oh, just my kind, yeah. just my type. Like, what Jump do they even it. talk about? Does Edward know about the vine? Does <laughs> he know no about that snappy chappy? There's no way he knows how to work a Snapchat. He's like, Deborah, Deborah, what He's is gonna this? He's going to be like a, a Luddite who just doesn't understand technology. He's got like a Nokia flip phone, and that's it. And he's like, what's happening with I this? I got the 5G. How is that I good? Call, how do I call <sighs> someone? I want to order oh. a pizza. Yeah, no, he'd be terrible. It's just, yeah, it's real creepy now as an adult as a teen, it's all romance and everything. Totally Tim Edward. Oh my god! But like, as an adult, I could go on for a damn eternity about all the problems with yeah. it. Uh, but yeah. that's a whole nother rant. You want to hear me really rant? <laughs> Let's talk about Harry Potter. No, Ritter <laughs> no. was talking about a show. Not, he was yeah, yeah. So okay, you know what? Ritter. Let's go back to let's, Ritter. Let's yeah. pick up this train, everybody. One, two, three. All right, and let's put it back yeah. on the tracks. We that can't. We just can't go to hey. Let's go. I got the power of editing. They might never know that. Day. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I have all the power. It's totally more fine right, than it ever so, was. So uh, we got off on a sword art tangent. Uh, before that, you were talking okay. about this new show. Yes, yes. Shield Hero. All right. Yes. So let's say some things that it does that sword art doesn't do and vice versa. Yes. So you've got a bland protagonist. Fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out of nowhere. Likes protagonist. Fine. Mm-hmm. This is all first episode, I'm telling you. It kind of looks like uh, the main dude. I assume the green guy's main dude. Yeah, right? the green guy's main dude. He kind of looks like Link, a little bit. Uh, Maybe it's just the green with the shield. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an Im- that's a good picture though. That right first here. one, I believe. Yeah. Or nope, to your this one. Yeah, that's actually that's a great picture. Okay, nope, back to the other one. Okay. Okay, so you see the chick in the background there? Yeah, like the purpley hair. Purple yes. hair. Okay, so. The way the story goes is he's in a library and he picks up this book and he's like, huh, weird book. It's about these four heroes that get uh, summoned to defeat this uh, big evil whatever waves thing. Uh, and as he's reading the book, he gets to blank pages. He's like, huh, that's weird. And then all of a sudden, poof, he's in the other world. So, so it's a never-ending story. Fast, it really is a never-ending story. Oh, my God. Is that what happens in the yeah, Yes, basically. exactly that. <laughs> well, okay. Um, yes. So real fast transition over to the other world like that. No garbage, no nothing like that. He's just over there. Um, and there's three other dudes with him. And you got yourself a sword dude, a spear dude, a bow dude, and he's the shield dude. So he's like, oh, sick, I'm in another world thing, so I get to do all the cool stuff and meet the pretty chicks in my party and do the stuff. Woo, this is going to be great. And it keeps, like, building up, and he talks to the other dudes, and it just keeps going. He's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great, until he gets to the king. And the king's like, okay, so I got all these people that are going to be your party members, so everyone pick up who you want to party with. And all the people go, and nobody picks him. Nice. Aww. 
and you find out more details later in the story. But one of the chicks, that, in fact, chick there with purple hair goes, oh, I'll party with you. He's like, oh, sweet, a chick. Um, And so they go, and he goes leveling up, and it's really hard because he can't use weapons. He can only use shields. So he's over here beating uh, balloons and slimes, just, like, punching them until they die, (laughs) which they just kind of, like, poof into, because it's a balloon, yeah. Or whatever. Um, and she's there helping him. Like, she's attacking stuff and giving him scraps, and he feeds it to the shield. He just, like, holds it over the shield and goes in. And he levels. So, they work, and they do all this stuff, and they get money, and he buys some armor, and she goes with him or whatever, and they stay in an inn. And he wakes up, and he has no armor and no money. <laughs> and he wakes up, and guards come and pull him back to the castle. And the chick's like, oh, he did all this stuff to me and whatever. And meanwhile, Spear Dude's there wearing the armor he just bought. Nice. And he's like, what are you talking about? This was a gift from her. She just, she found it. She liked it or whatever. She just found it on the street. And so everyone's in league. So he gets like super alienated, loses all his money, loses all his everything. And the king's like, good luck. You're a terrible person. This is the worst crime you could have possibly committed in this country. Come back and get good whenever the waves are here and hope you don't die. So... He becomes this incredibly jaded and dejected. He's like, all right, everyone wants to mess with me. I'm going to mess with everyone back. I ain't helping nobody for free. Everything I'm working for and anybody wants help, they can come pay me for it. So he just gets this like really hardworking uh, mindset. He's like, I'm, heck with it. I'm doing it. Everyone wants to hate me. Fine. I don't care. I'm still going to power through it. So it's a, a different take. And then he meets... Uh, Raccoon chick, which is the chick with him. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at this. Ritter, are there furries in this? She's a demi-human. Ritter. Which is, she is half raccoon. Is that raccoon. another word oh, for that's, furry? That's a thing with every anime, the girl with like the animal ears. She's, that's, that's a normal thing. Yeah. Okay, so she's, yeah, a, she's I mean, a monster. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> she's a demi-human, she's not a human, she's a monster, whatever. Mm. And you form contracts with people. And the whole thing works like a game. Like he's got a user interface that he can get into... And shows, like, his level and his stats and all these numbers and stuff. And he's got, like, life bars of other people if he wants to do it. So he forms a contract with a little raccoon chick. Mm-hmm. And as he gains experience, she gains experience and vice versa. So he pretty much has her as, like, all right, look. She's, like, all sad and a little slave or whatever. Because cool. uh, her parents got killed by monsters in one of the waves that happened. So... He knows how to make medicine, because that's one of his support things. So he makes her medicine, gets her back to life. And it's like, here's a dagger. Come with me. We're going killing. And she's like, I don't want to kill things. Like, you're going to live or you're going to die. Come on, we're going killing. <laughs> and Very as, Conan the Barbarian. As the demi-human levels up, she grows in stature. Like, she goes from, like, kid that you see there in, like, three episodes. She's that full adult picture that you had in the other one. So she's not a little kid the whole time. Hmm. Go back to the other one. I didn't see her. Yeah, yeah. Go check that out. Anyway, that's like... Oh. First episode, second episode. Oh I think yeah, I got. yeah. Oh okay. So she just becomes like a grown woman. Exactly. That's it's explained I like her, in one I of the like her design. Yeah, she's a cool raccoon chick. Yeah. She gets super good at a sword. She hmm. gets like stupid good. Oh, and he's just his whole sword thing. Sword and board. Ah, oh, I get it. So he just supports her, and they go killing stuff. This is like gender bent shield knight. Yeah, and trouble knight. Sure. Shovel yeah. Shield knight. Shovel shield knight. Got anything else you're watching, reading? No, it was at? a long-winded whatever. Randy, <laughs> what have you been watching or reading or both? Oh, uh, well, as you guys know, I spent a long part of my life marathoning Shark Tank on Hulu. <laughs> I recently finished that, uh, season 10, so I lost a lot of purpose in my life with that. 
But uh, one thing, <laughs> one thing that I do kind of religiously watch each week uh, is the Will and Grace reboot. I feel like I don't really talk about that a lot. Uh, whenever we first moved up here in the house we live in now, I decided, you know, I'm a gay loving lady. I'm a gay lady myself. I really want to watch Will and Grace because I remember it. I watched maybe one or two episodes when I was a kid and I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, so I found that the entirety of the old Will and Grace was on Hulu and absolutely marathoned it in like, like two weeks. I'd watched the entirety of the original and I was like, sad sad it's over and then like a month later they announced that they are doing a reboot and i like lost it like i was like man so what literally right perfect oh perfect timing i was like full hype and uh i've been keeping up on that uh once a week and it's actually like really good they've gotten more uh like blatant with like their commentary and everything which i appreciate yeah and especially in the hectic times we live in yeah because even uh, in uh i remember even in the 90s whenever the original came out like mm-hmm. that was that was the edge that's where the edge was oh yeah it was edgy it, there were two gay men yeah. oh my god like i know uh one of the dudes who worked on the show was like in order to ensure this show was popular we had to pretend that there might be a chance one day yeah, that Will and Grace I, would get together. He's like, we didn't want to push it too hard to where people thought it. W-. They were basically straight baiting, which is hilarious. Yeah. In this uh, <laughs> this uh, climate of so much queer baiting and shows that a lot of people can rant on forever, but I'm not going to get into that. But uh, we basically straight baited a bit to get the show popular, and uh, I've been loving the reboot. It's so fucking funny. All of them are still so hilarious. Karen Walker, man, that bitch still looks amazing. Yeah. Like, she hasn't aged a single day. The rest, like, they don't look that much older because, you know, Hollywood magic. But, uh, fucking Karen Walker, she looks like she just walked straight out of the last episode of Will and Grace and right into the first one without Nick a single Offerman's day in between. Nick Offerman is a lucky between. man. Nick Offerman is the luckiest man in the world. It's so fucking good. No, but I've been really enjoying that. And, uh, the voice blind auditions are back. I feel like I'm watching like the lamest shit, but the I mean, voice blind I mean, auditions are like back. You're like right in that trash heap. Yeah, that I'm, good, good. I'm full trash heap going. Uh, so I was watching some of the new uh, voice audition stuff, and uh, I'll probably continue that. It's just something fun to have on in the background while I do shit. Yeah. Mostly that's I don't watch a lot of if I watch stuff. Um, like seriously, it's like YouTube. Yeah, like a uh, Jablinski. My boy Jablinski, Jack Black. <laughs> Good uh, news, uh, we got the Elgato, so there's going to be games this week. Let's right. talk about Jack Black's new YouTube channel. He retired whenever he got his star on the Walk of Fame because he was like, fuck you, I'm great. And uh, <laughs> not really retired because he's now going to do the next Jumanji movie coming out. He's like um, working towards that now, he says in his most recent video. But uh, Didn't that already happen? No, there's another one. They're but making they're gonna, another one. That one's one. getting a sequel? Yeah, that one's getting a sequel. Oh, my God. So he's going to be in that one, too. <laughs> and uh, But it has just been so fucking funny watching him. Jesus Christ. He does, like, this really good, like, satire of YouTube famous people, but also is just, like, this hilarious, goofy, like, fully wholeheartedly wonderful dad to, like, his two weird kids. And he's just, like, so goofy. He just pops up on people on the street, and he's like, what's up? It's me, Jack Black. And they're like, holy shit, it's fucking Jack Black. That's a Jack And he's like, it's me. And they're like, oh, my God. He's just being a weird, like, dad, and that's about it. That's what he was always doing, though. Like, when he was doing the little bits for Tenacious D, 
Like, did you ever hear the one where he goes through a drive-thru and he orders everything but, like, small? He's like, I want a junior Western bacon cheese. A junior one. <laughs> and I want a small McFrosty Flurry Shake thing. And I want a small Diet Coke. And, like, he gets all this stuff, like, a ton of stuff, absurdly stuff. And then he turns to Cage. He's like, oh, man, you got any money? He's like, nope. He's like, oh. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Ugh. No, he's just he's just like very very wholesome, funny goofball dad with that kind of like satire of like super famous YouTubers and Fortnite players kind of sprinkled in there, and it's just really funny to watch. He's a cool dude. He has ridiculous editing. Like uh, one episode ended with a picture of fucking Sal Volcano, Volcano from Impractical Jokers, which is a show that I was obsessed with really hardcore when Kyle and I first started dating like uh to an absurd degree I was obsessed with that show it's just four best friends uh that do like really stupid stuff in real life and make each other do really <laughs> stupid things and uh if one of them like taps out and is like I can't do it they get like a punishment and stuff like that it's just like a goofy joke show uh very also wholesome and uh <laughs> Just the absurdity of it was enough to make me cry laughing. Just why would he even have that picture of Salt <laughs> Volcano there? And it was like a Scooby-Doo remix song over it. It's, nice. He's great. He's so just out there, but also very fun. But besides that, I watch a lot of Achievement Hunter. Uh, I've been getting more into that since I've now finished Shark Tank and lost goals with my life so i've been watching more achievement hunter on youtube because i gotta fill that void r.i.p shark tank but yeah i mostly just watch trash tv i'm not even gonna pretend i'm not one of those just, people just embrace the trash man oh, absolutely. like yes i gotta enjoy it trashiest. sometimes hannah and i just sit there watching fucking the voice and we're like look at this bitch's shirt and like <laughs> sometimes you just gotta live for yourself like that you really do yeah that's about it that's all i'm really doing nice nice hey cow Oh, what? What, what you been watching or reading or both? Oh, let me tell you. Oh. Let me tell you. Last thing I watched was all three seasons of The Expanse. I'm about ready to jump into that. If you, if anybody out there has not watched the show and you're a fan of anything sci-fi at all, like if you played the Mass Effect series, if you're just a fan of Star Trek, if you like anything with lasers you... and space travel and stuff like that, go watch all three seasons of The Expanse. It's Are they so... on? Hulu or Amazon? Amazon. Okay. That's the reason why I watch them because it's uh, it's free with Prime. So if you got Amazon Prime, you can just watch all three seasons on there. And I just binged all three seasons of that in a week when I was like painting minis and stuff like that. It's true. Oh, it's so good. It's so good, man. That's on my list. I know you've been you've been reading like the uh, you had read the books. I read it? the first three and a half books. I I did the dumb thing of reading one after another after another, and it just. I mean, dude can write. It's a great story. You just the burned books, out on it? I just burnt myself out on yeah. it. Yeah. Because uh, the books, I don't know how the show did it, but the books always were like, here's the crew, and now they're in a dangerous dangerous place. How are they going to get out of this dangerous place? Oh, man, there's the threats. Oh, oh, okay, they did it. Oh, here's another dangerous place that they bumbled themselves into. Well, if you boil it down to that, that's kind of what the show is. But it, I can it just grips your attention, though. Like, it's yeah. so, so fun. I know it does. The book does a really cool thing, because uh, you have like the main captain, and then you have the detective character. Yeah, and they're both views on 
taking lives is interesting how they play off each other. Because hmm. at least in the book, like, the detective's more jaded. He's more like, okay, I just gotta do it to get the job done. Yeah. And the captain guy's like, I don't want, I didn't want to do it, but I, I, I had to. I feel bad now. And it's, it's just, they, they take that kind of dynamic in a neat place that I don't want to spoil. Yeah, yeah. Miller was, Miller is such a good character. In yeah, that. Miller, Miller. Miller, yeah. the detective guy, yeah. Like, the whole thing is, is based in, it's not like high, like, space opera sci-fi. It's it's based around like the solar system, like humans have colonized Mars and the asteroid belt, and there's a lot of like power struggles between Mars, which has its like own government at this point, rebelled against Earth like a, a few years ago, and the belt has its own budding like governmental system coming up. Yeah, they're like becoming their own people, and like the the Belters as they call them are like these elongated people that have kind of like, like started Bob? to yeah, started to evolve, thinking. living out in like zero G and whatnot, and they're like the the kind of rough and tough like space miner people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, they, they've got all the different societies like fleshed out really well. All the characters in there are so great. Like just, just give it a shot if you like anything sci-fi. Yeah. I really like how detailed that universe too is because uh, I remember in the book it's like one of the characters had to make a choice between like having their kid treated with uh, whatever, whatever procedure they needed to do to live out in the belt or were they going to live on Mars or Earth where they didn't need to like do anything medical to like live. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting Oh, there's so many interesting choices like that in the show, too. Like it, it's, it's very hard to describe a lot of what happens without spoiling the show for you. So if you, yeah, if you yeah. have any interest in, in the it, books, I imagine they, they follow the same plot line. Wow. Yeah. These characters do not look like how I imagine them in my head. Really? Miller a little bit. I assume the the older guy with the hat's Miller. That's Miller, yeah. I, I That's, uh, what's her face? Um, Man, I'm Zoe? blank. Zoe? Uh, is that her name? I can't I, remember. That's not what I was, I was picturing at all. I, I thought she had, had like longer hair, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of that's a weird thing like watching a show because you build you have your picture of your dudes in, in your head. Like reading the books and then watching the show, it's it's just kind of jarring because you have that that mental image of what they look like, and then you see the people in the show like, ugh. But yeah, yeah, it's not I'm all what I imagine, but definitely gonna look into it. Yeah, it's it's so good, especially after reading the books. Like, I, hopefully they keep up with the books because I I haven't read the books, I don't know, really know what goes on there. Um, shows. You, you said you were wanting to get into audiobooks, right? Yes. Uh, all the books are read by the same author or same actor, really? and he's a really good actor. Nice. I'll have to give it a shot then. There's Does a he lot do of different 40K. voices. Yeah, yeah. It's not oh, really? like it's not bad though. Oh. It's like, hmm. and then Miller said blah blah blah, and then the other guy says blah blah blah. Is it's not like too jarring? Huh. What I did was jarring. It's not that. <laughs> I see. <laughs> see what I did? It's not that. It's not that. Okay. <laughs> You've convinced me. There's a few like uh, Warhammer. Like forty k books, I've been wanting to read. Uh, like, uh, not read, but listen to like the audiobooks. Yeah, I've been kind of wanting to get to that because I want to dive into the lore a bit a little bit more. There's I, a couple I, of free books on YouTube that I've listened to, but yeah, I need I need to dive in some more though. I would strongly suggest diving in on the Eisenhorn series because that voice actor is also fantastic. They use pretty much the same two voice actors in all of Games Workshops, and they're both really good voice actors. Yeah, that one like British dude is the yeah. one I've, I've heard most, and he's really good at. I it. think he's the one who does the uh, Eisenhorn series. Nice. Like the, I am reading actually reading one of the books right now. It's the uh, the Gaunt's Ghost Omnibus right now, and it's a it's it's set in the 40k universe about like a, a commissar and like his his troop of soldiers going through like a lot of stuff in the 40k universe. And it's just a bunch of collection of stories of them just being guardsmen and trying not to die. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I'm about halfway through that, and uh, once I get done with like the whole, there's like 11 books in that series. Though, yeah, only on, like the yeah, Omnibus yeah. has like the first four or five in it. 
Well, like once I get through all that series, I want to start diving into some more stuff. And the Eisenhorn one is the first one I'm going to dive into because it sounds so good. Yeah, anybody out there who's vaguely 40k curious, you're going to see people <laughs> suggest the Horus Heresy series. I wouldn't. That's that's like 40 books. That's a trap. That's it's a, a trap. trap. <laughs> it's it's a trap, and it does the 40k. We'll get to it whenever we get around to my stuff, but um, it, it's a bunch of big tall. Mutant space marines, ha ha ha, boulder kill kill kill. It's but it's gun porn. <laughs> but the Eisenhorn series, it's got intrigue. It's got it's got a lot of action. It gives you a good feeling for the 40k universe. But yeah, yeah. Got anything else? Uh no. About the the book I've been reading, the show I watched. Uh, the only other thing I watched before that was like nature documentaries. That's kind of my other thing. Penguins. Penguins. Blue Planet Two was like the last one I watched. Park. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much all the shows and books I've been into recently. Dan, nice. me? What have you been watching or yeah. reading recently? I, I hate that. Yes. Just say me. It. Just do it. <laughs> Just go. Personally? I, I I started getting into JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Oh, I've heard good things of that. It it's pretty good. I'm watching on uh, Hulu. I'm watching it dubbed because I am that kind of scrub that does not watch their anime in the proper language. I don't care. <laughs> I speak English. I don't like to read when I'm watching things. Uh, it depends on the anime for me. I know uh, I was always a big dub person because I'm the same way. But uh, My Hero Academia, I actually enjoy subbed a million times better. Like, uh, I've always been a dub person, but then I, like, watched one subbed because that's the only way Hannah will watch it because she's one of those snobby scrubs. Hey, and it's fine. Uh, I watched a, then I watched yeah, a dubbed a episode, and I was like, oh, this doesn't sound right at all. And we watched it and subbed ever since. So no, I, I get the, the appeal of it. That was, yeah. that was just me being cheeky. I understand. Like, yeah, of course. You, you want the proper yeah. voice acting. No, get... I don't want the proper voice acting. <laughs> I want the what – what I'm looking for in a sub, actually, is so that I get everything actually. that everyone's saying. Like, I could acquire the same thing by watching the dub with subtitles, I understand, but the sub is just there, so fine. You know, that's yeah. my whole bit on it. I like dub more because I just I, I do things when I watch stuff like I paint many. Same here. I like. Yeah. I don't. I have to pay attention so I know what's going on. So I like if it if it's dubbed, I'm too tempted to go do other things while I'm watching it. Mm. Mm. That's fair. That's very fair. True. But yeah, JoJo's mm-hmm. a bunch of big, beautiful boys battling. It's great. <laughs> it's it's the kind of dumb that's fantastic. It's good dumb. Nice. Um, it is, it is just boy, boy porn. It's fantastic. Oh, it's all these boys just just struggling with their sexuality. It's Aww. fantastic. It's, they're not actually. Oh but man, like, you got me for a second. I'm all about he's the super LGBT I was just waiting to call him out. <laughs> yeah, but you got me first. But but look at this. This is uh this is like think part four. I'm not quite there yet. But look at this. Look at these boys. Aren't they beautiful? Yeah, I love all the boob windows that they all have. That's equality, baby. That is equality. But no, um, it does a lot of things neat. It is animated so well. Hmm. Like, um, whenever people are, like, doing their powers... Oh, I'm on IGN. Like, uh, the screen changes. You get all these overlays with, like, kanji. Just like Magical Girl Transformations. Ooh. Just like Ronin Warriors when they would do their super moves. Do you remember that? I'd never seen it. Oh, good. That's that's what I was hoping for. I'm Man, a... Ronin Warriors, though, you get to get that. That's a good. 
I know I've seen a lot on Tumblr about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's very yet, memeable. Yeah, it's I still becoming popular. I don't know a single thing. Actually, I saw I saw this more a couple years ago when I first joined. Uh, well, I joined Tumblr in 2013, but around 2015, I think, is when I saw them. I'm not good with dates, but uh, it's been a couple of years since JoJo swept through Tumblr and was like big hot sensation of it but i still have absolutely no clue what it's about all the <laughs> memes all of the stuff about it never once gave me a single eekling about what the show was about so it's a generational show it follows the jojo family mm -hmm. so the the first so there's only one season on hulu mm -hmm. but it's 24 episodes so basically it's two seasons that they for some reason so the first 12 follow jonathan joestar when's it follow mojo jojo Mojo, Jojo. It does not. That that <laughs> oh, was on man. Cartoon Network a long time ago. Sad. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, each arc follows a Jojo, jo uh, Jojo on their bizarre adventure. Oh. Some of them deal with vampires. Some of them deal with psychic powers. Some have stands. I haven't made it to the stands yet. Yeah. Can't wait to get to the stands. Stands are good. Because I always say enemy stand user. Right. You know the memes. I know, you know the what memes. to say. I know how to say it. Right. I just don't know the context. You know how to pose as a JoJo fan. I can pose pretty hard. <laughs> right. They also pose very hard. The whole so, show <laughs> is arguably dudes posing and fighting. I'm pretty Ooh. sure it's in this season. You know Emperor's text of speech. What? The Emperor? Emperor's Emperor has a or speech text to speech. Oh, I know what you're the, trying to say. Warhammer. Hang on a second. I got you. Say it. It's I, if the emperor had a text, text to speech to device. Speech. Oh, that in the custodies. Yes, they come yes. out and they're like this and they're oiled up. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a JoJo. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's huh. so big that on animemes, r slash animemes, they're like, is that a JoJo reference? Is its own meme template. I mean, huh? basically. Right. It's the, it's, but it's not ever bad. Like, I've seen a few episodes of, uh, Whenever they have stands and they're fighting the Arcana people. Um, and every episode I watched I thought was decently cool. Yeah, they yeah. All had a neat... It's just that first season isn't as gripping as, like, the second season. Well, the first arc. Yeah, you could say the same about a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it's just like a boring vampire story. Though Dio is the coolest. How cool is Dio? Dio is just always the bad guy. You could sum up the whole plot by saying there's a whole bunch of dudes, the Joestar family, going after Dio. Man, but Dio is so cool. I want to be Dio when I grow up. He's a cool dude. <laughs> I want to get the world. I want to understand what the world actually is. I want to stop time and punch you 853 times. <laughs> That's the world. You you know. I know. I would be really interested in watching JoJo. Like I said, I've heard nothing but good things, even if they had no bearing on what the show was about. Yeah, it's just style of the anime. But yeah, yeah. Um, I I purchased a couple Warhammer audiobooks, Ooh. Warhammer 40k, not the not the sword not forty thousand. <laughs> Warhammer forty thousand. Yes. Uh, the one I got is Blood of Ajax. It's a space. It's an Ultramarines Primaris Marine book. I was like, oh sweet. I wonder what the Primaris Marines are like. I bet this is going to be cool. That's all right. It's Boulder yeah. porn. Boulder it follows porn, two yeah. biological brothers that went through the Primaris. Um. Two brothers. <laughs> two biological two brothers. Two biological They were brothers. biological before they went through the Primaris thing. So when they say brother, they actually mean brother. Oh. Not yeah, like they... these other poser brothers over here calling him brother when it's not really his brother. <laughs> you have the DNA test? They're double brothers. <gasps> oh, man. Oh, my God. One's a chaplain, one's an apothecary, but it's still just kind what's of a, boring. What's a chaplain? Okay. Yes. 
So, a chaplain looks after the spiritual well-being of the Space Marine chapter he's assigned to. He makes okay. sure that everybody doesn't feel the taint of so chaos. So he's like a therapist. To, to translate, he's, he's Captain Hit Things. He's the guy that you want with your melee dudes. He well, loves to hit things, yeah. and he makes dudes hit things better. Mm, okay. On the tabletop. Yeah. yeah. There's like your translation. Fluff lies. It's, it's like a like a chaplain in a hospital. It's the spiritual healer spiritual oh, okay. like the whole thing about the 40k universe is that every, like, all mankind worships the emperor who is like this godlike psychic being dude who's like strapped to a chair and can't move or talk or anything like that he's like make pretty much a skeleton and it's crazy it's like this crazy like cult religion galaxy wide spanning thing like on like worshiping him and everything must be done in the emperor's name and there's like heresy if you don't do anything for the emperor and whatnot it's it's yeah. crazy like that. very concise mm, yeah. yes and the other one's just a field medic and I thought like I don't know what I was expecting. I kind of wanted to get a book that had the Primaris Marines because, uh, lore-wise, like, they got new Space Marines because Games Workshop wanted to sell cooler, bigger Space Marine models. So of they kind of they kind of just axed their old line of Space Marine models. And yeah, like, not like anybody had a hundred of those models or anything. It's fine. Yeah, not not like anybody <laughs> has two entire two entire like battalions in their closet just collecting dust of right. Dark Angels. <laughs> Anyways, at least we're getting cool models. But yeah, I just wanted to see what their perspective was like. I was hoping it was something different than a tactical marine. I was hoping they would interact with the old oldest marines, but I, I didn't. It it didn't happen yet in the book, and I kind of fell out because it's just bolter porn. Yeah. I figure it's just going to be like in Space Marine, where the Space Marines show up and the guards they're like, "Look at Space Marines! Look at them in their shiny armor!" I went Orky. I don't you know went why. Orky. Uh, anyway, I mean everyone's British, so whatever. It's going to be the same thing. <laughs> no, there's going to be two Space Marines chilling in a thing, and a Primaris is going to walk by, and they're like, "Oh, it's a Primaris! Look at him!" I don't know why I, I went Australian on that one. <laughs> I imagine the thing is, like, all the Space Marines have already had, because the, the Space Marines can have the Primaris treatment where they become Primaris. Is there a chance it won't work, or there's people I who think are there's el- probably el- eligible? Like, uh, Marnius Calgor got a new Primaris model recently. Oh. Yeah. He's the prime. He's not the Primarch, but he's the Chapter Master of the Ultramarine. Yeah. Is that right? Grandmaster. Grandmaster. Me. Yeah. You guys have lost me. I don't Sorry. know what a Primarch is. Yeah. That's some balls deep Warhammer talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, anybody who's interested, Google it. If you're not interested, yeah. It's if you're a not big interested, fuck you. Whoa. Oh, boy. <laughs> Coming from a person who's I'll not just say interested. it's a big monetary investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As is the uh, the board game thing too it's can, also a big monetary investment yeah. if, you if you get too far into it like you can get a couple more games and play them every Honestly. once in a while and whatnot but if you get as far into it as some people are including me yeah uh, it can it can be pretty expensive and then there's levels above us but honestly if you're at all interested in playing 40k my biggest advice just play kill team book costs oh, yeah. 35 bucks you get like a 40 dollar pack of dudes and there you go yeah it's it's good. It does everything the bigger game does, but without tanks. Yeah, it's just a few dudes on a board, and these shoot one another for like half hour, hour or so, and it's yeah. pretty fun. But we are in the middle of an escalation league. Yeah, we thing are at the moment. To where, like, when you make an army for forty k, you have a allotted amount of points that you can make your army out of. But every little every little model that you bring is a certain amount of points. And every gun you have is a certain amount of points and stuff too. And we start off at like. What was it 750 points or something like that? Uh, 500 points. 500 points. And we start like 500 points one week, and the next next week goes up 250 points, and goes up another 250 points, and so on and so forth, until we get to 2,000. Then we're going to have a big tournament. We've been doing this every Sunday for the past week, and I've been kind of in and out of 40K for a little bit, and 
it's this has been like my like my most enjoyment I've got out of this hobby so far. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like it's got me back into it like hardcore, and I'm like super into this right now. Sorry, it helps that like that shop is a nice chill shop, and there's a really good group of dudes that play up there. Um, because Warhammer like. Like any competitive thing, like Magic, you can run into those guys that take yeah. the thing too seriously. Yeah. You, those guys that go, okay, here's three grand. I'm going to just buy the hot army of the minute and then sell it on eBay and buy the next hot army of the minute and not, you know, invest into lore or yeah. painting. The overly competitive aspect of, of things is kind of what I, I dropped out of Magic after a while, too. Yeah. Uh, it kind of got to where I started going to events and just kind of... Yeah, I didn't really have anybody to play kitchen table stuff with, which is the main reason why I played it. And I, I started going to events and stuff. I didn't like the people. And I was like, ah, I'm just going to drop out of this. And trade my game, my cards in for board games and Warhammer minis. <laughs> I need to do that. I, I kind of don't want to trade my, my cards because a lot of them like were my brother's cards whenever he played. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I, there's a little bit of sentimentality there. That makes I sense. get that. I wouldn't do it. I'd keep them. You don't have that but many. I don't have that many, but it's also an object that isn't being used. So and what? You know how I am with objects. I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand. I have I a was... whole box of completely useless things that only hold like sentimentality to them in my closet. Like it's just nice to kind of hold on to things sometimes. Some right? things, but other things like I don't know. Like that's why I'm not big in the Funko Pops or like having a whole bunch of like, okay. Models. Funko Pops serve no practical hey, value. I like, have they don't one Funko Pop. That I love. Yeah, we'll 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 get to the Funko Pop rant. But you can't eventually. play a game with yeah. Funko Pops. You could if you no, wanted to make cute. a rule set. They're pretty. There's no miniature rule set for Funko Pops. There's a miniature rule set for stop. Legos. Sometimes okay, I you know what? I, I said I like. stop prematurely. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you buy stuff. You like? I have two little uh, little tiny chibi anime girl figurines that I got at like a, a Barnes and Noble when they were in the discount bargain shop. I you, have no idea. What they're from? I don't know who these two girls are. If you were like, "Hey," does Hannah know? No, because if, if Hannah doesn't know, no. nobody knows. Like if they, if you were like, "Hey, what is this girl from? What show?" I'd be like, "I don't know. I just thought she was cute. Look at her cute little dress. I think she's sweet. Big old eyes. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Yeah, little... I just got two like little, little tiny. They're little tiny chibi girls. Like they're not like creepy or anything. Yeah. Like, it's not they're really cute Tasteful. and adorable. Yeah, Tasteful they're just adorable. Tasteful chibis. Yeah. I just put them on my little thing, and I'm like, look at these. Look at these sweet little girls, and that's it. I could not tell you anything. I'm a fake, a fake anime girl fan. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm like a them. fake anime boy fan. <laughs> like I can, I can, I can tell you all the series I've seen on one hand. I've watched so, quite yeah. a bit of anime, but it's always like goofy stuff. Like I watched Orin High School Host Club. That's not goofy. I, that's a oh, good. It's real good, and I love it. But let me tell you. Kyle watched half an episode, and I thought he was going to break up with me. He rage. hated it so bad. <laughs> Why like, rage? So what much, happened? Did not like just it. so much hatred. He it's, thought it was funny. so stupid. Like <laughs> he despised it. I watched it twice. I was ready to watch it a, three t- a third time with him, but he, like, ixnayed that instantly. Nah, he was like, you can't make me. Strong veto. Oh, yeah. Strong hatred of it for some reason. It's just a fun little sweet anime. I don't know. It's yeah. fun. I like the fun sweet stuff. I watched The Devil is a Part-Timer. Also good? Also good. Stuff is that like where that the devil isn't... works at McDonald's? Yeah, the devil gets transported to another universe where he's like, uh, he just has like no powers and him and his like second-hand man just like, he just works at McDonald's and he's like great at it. He's like the best McDonald's employee ever. Everyone loves him. <laughs> the That's... girl, the main like warrior girl who like was just about to murder him before they got transported also gets transported and she's also just like a normal chick here but she's always like, fuck you. And he's she... like, hey, <laughs> She works work like McDonald's. a tech support job somehow. Yeah. 
like she's like an IT girl and he's like trying to work at McDonald's and she comes in and she's like yo fuck you I'll kill you and he's like hey you want, can you I want take fries with that? <laughs> like, he's just like chill now he's like I don't know this ain't too bad I guess I work at McDonald's I got a raise the other day <laughs> Right. Like, that's it. He's, he's on his way to becoming like store manager, and he's so yeah. hyped for it. Yeah, he isn't sounds like a... store. Man- he's just a great dude. Isn't there an anime where a dude works at a bookstore, but he's a skeleton? Yeah, yeah. He's never like Honya-san or Honda-san or something like that. This the best friends were talking about it on their podcast. It's RIP. recent, but I don't have I don't <laughs> haven't RIP. seen any of it. No, I haven't. I haven't seen anything either. I see screenshots sometimes of people coming in, and that's about it. I see little screenshots of people like. Give me this. And Skeleton's like, I got that. And that's all I've seen. <laughs> I don't know anything else about it. Uh, that's pretty much all you need. Yeah. You guys got anything else? I think I think that's a pod. I think yeah. that's a podcast. Yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's a wrap. Those are the haps, ladies and gents. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, um, so, don't know when the next episode is going to come out. Probably a monthly until I, I figure out how quickly I can edit. Mm. Who knows? Still got to get our Delgado back, then we can put this up. <laughs> hey, bro, we can put this no up. gaming this week. Uh, does anybody want to plug out anything? Any YouTube channels, hey, Facebooks? Uh, follow me on my Tumblr if you want. It's a little bit gainmore.tumblr.com, spelled how it sounds. No spaces, no dashes, because I'm not one of those scrubs that push dashes in her URL. Uh, Called out scrubs. I, I post memes and social commentary, and honestly, that's that's it. Sometimes cute cats, sometimes my cats. Ooh. Uh, and yeah, that's all I got because I don't really. Please don't add me on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. don't follow I don't me on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. But we could probably <laughs> plug like our YouTube channel and stuff that we're going to start up. Soon. Yeah, well, Every- we'll plug that when we actually start it, right? Oh, yeah. we can plug it now, <laughs> yeah. just in case. Um, our YouTube and uh, Twitch are pod or. What is the show called? Podstop. That's what it's no, called. Our, our, the, no, that was the complete Damn it. Our, Oh, I knew I was going to screw it up once. Our, okay. Follow our, our show's Twitch and uh, YouTube is not used yet, but eventually it probably will be. It's Table Stop. I didn't, I didn't show you guys this. Real quick derailment. Uh-huh. I'm going to type in twitch.com. It's .tv. Good but it still directs you because right, it, it, it knew that I'm an old. <laughs> it knew I was old. <laughs> It's like, who's this geriatric Twitch? www.twitch.com. H-A-T-P-S. Oh, man, this is, this is on my, uh, my, uh, I got a, a Twitch channel called I Paint Okay. Don't expect things to be up there. Maybe. But maybe. Maybe things might That's be up plug. there. Let's see if I can find it on the normal. Otherwise, this is going to be a huge waste of time, <laughs> and Future Me is going to edit this out. Uh, Future Me is going to edit this out. I can't. All I thought... right, all right. Well then. But let's... yeah, yeah. There's a placeholder with our artwork up, and why gotcha. is why is audio playing? Okay. But yeah, we have a we do have a Twitch and a YouTube set up for our tabletop podcast. Eventually, we will do things like maybe film ourselves playing board games that you can kind of check out, or other kind of like video game board game related things and such together but right now they're kind of inactive but if you want to go ahead and check them out give them a follow do whatever to them for future placeholders whenever we do actually put something up there we'll mention it and whenever podcasts we do that month of course we're not just going to drop stuff and then not ever even mention it here because you know we got to plug ourselves a bit but for the moment, they're pretty inactive. But we will get around to that at some point or another. One day, our children's children will look back and be like, "Oh, they had a YouTube channel." I'm Deckard Kane. <laughs> you are Deckard Kane. Okay, uh, bye. 